The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. I got the keys, so I just come in and you'll be coming for music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Bit of a Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider-Man number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the road like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! Yo, this is the Fantastic Forum, all games, radio's premier comic book show, and your live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from all games studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not... You should stick with us. We'll have you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our resident senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He is our very own Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Sorry we're late, but I blame Lawrence. I'll take that blame. Next. He's our riddle. Inside of an enigma, trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him, but you love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum. He's our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to you all about Sentient, number one, from TKO TKO Studios. Uh, We're also going to be talking to you all about uh, Spider-Man Noir, number one, as well. Uh, We're going to bring you uh, a little bit of news about, or actually, I guess a, a little bit of discussion is the better way to say it, about the uh, Inside Xbox event that happened recently. And we'll bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news. So we got all that coming up. And of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. Um, But before we we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, 
for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, and ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, so, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a few ways to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. You know you want to join this party. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the chat and I see Tiger Claw saying, What's up, Fantastic Forum? With several comic book publishers stopping production during this lockdown, you're going to run out of comic books to read and review. What'd you tell them, Jay? I said it's not true. There are plenty of old comics we haven't talked about. That is true. I know he really wants it to be like we're running out of stuff to talk about. Like (laughs) every day that we air, he's in chat. Like, what are you going to do when you run out of content? There's so much stuff that that we haven't gotten to. Listen, there's there's stuff that we got to, and then now we can read a game with a more mature attitude. I I don't know. It kind of feels like without me there, you guys are jumping the shark a little bit, though. Oh, Lord. Like, you I really tuned, do. I tuned in yesterday morning and it's fucking all political talk. I'm like, shit, is this NPR or Fantastic Forum? You tuned in late. The thing <laughs> is, like, I've been going on Comixology like every few days or so, every, every couple of days or so. And they have so many comics for free that they're selling for free. Like, I've been not buying them because I just don't want to, like, like my library will be like I'd be unable to get through it if I bought <laughs> all of the books that they're offering like I have to pick and choose and I've got at least like 20 books from them that I I haven't read yet I ran out of space of my on my Kindle right I want to so like read, I want to read this like we're not hurting for stuff to read no, like no, if anything, we just don't want to bore you with all comics talk, right? And I look, mean, ultimately, look, if San Diego Comic Con can go on without comics, so can we. <laughs> but like, I, I think that's true. I, I don't want it to be, <laughs> but but I think I think Oz might be right. Jesus, <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So, welcome once again. Um, yeah. We, we're going to talk about all types of stuff. Uh, we're happy to be here. It, it's, a, it's a nice evening to talk about comics. It feels, it, feels, it feels good. It feels good. So, you know. I guess, I don't know. Do you guys want to just get right into it? Or is there something on any of your minds that you want to... Anything that you may want to get off your chest... Before we dive into it, no, I, I said um, my piece. I mean, I, I could tell the stripper story, but I feel like we have a lot of content today. Oh, dude, we always have time for strippers. Maybe tomorrow morning. Sounded like Joe wanted to say something. No, I'm gonna save my uh, for the when we go to into news, like I'll get what I need to get off my chest during our news segment. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. 
I did what Mo told me, and I now have a, a folder with like all the links to my news stories. Oh, nice. What well, did there? I tell you? You told me at some point. Well, you yelled there? it at me. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds about right. Well, don't you pre-produce the show? Like it's like yeah. I was taking like a pep talk. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, I don't know how Android users are, but uh, but us with iPhones, like you could just hit a button and it's like, oh, it'll put it into a folder within your browser, and then you just open up and it's it's almost like a little newspaper, you know, mm-hmm. like a clickable newspaper. Plus, he can yell at me without going through his data plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh you know what? Let's let's start with a little bit of video game talk cuz we don't I mean, we do that sometimes obviously, but um I know that that you went ahead mo and uh you know brought brought it to our attention that they had an inside Xbox event uh which I you know I don't know. Like, I feel like normally I know that when those kinds of things are happening, but for whatever reason, I didn't have any idea that Xbox was planning on doing anything like doing it inside Xbox at all or anything like it. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm used to Xbox doing their thing at like the, the trade shows. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and so, you know, like I, I'm look like I, I actively look for like, Nintendo Directs, because I know, like, you know, Nintendo will drop a Direct, like, out of nowhere. So, you know, and there's always, like, rumors about when the next one's coming. Uh, you know, they, they did a stealth drop of a Direct or a mini Direct, like, I want to say that was, like, a week and a half ago or something like that. So, um, you know, those happen for Nintendo, but when it comes to Microsoft and Sony, I'm used to those happening at, you know, major events, uh, you know, whether you're talking about like something like GDC or you're talking about E3, which I mean, of course, like E3 is not happening this year, but yeah, apparently, and I think that's why I kind of did this. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that they were like, well, hey, we, you know, it's not like we we're going to be waiting for that to happen. But, you know, apparently, like, I mean, E3 was already on the ropes kind of as is, which is kind of crazy to say considering the import that E3 used to have. Like, E3 used to be, like, where you learn about what's happening for the industry through through the year. Yeah. Now, it's, like, it's become, like, a lame duck. And, like, people have quietly been stepping away from it for years now. And I think, I feel like this might be the death knell. Because, realistically speaking, like, not only... Not only were people already stepping away from E3 in the past, but, you know, this year, because there won't be any E3, I think all the gaming companies will get to see what happens when they don't show at E3. And, or, I I guess, you know what, I'll I'll say it like this, because I know, like, Sony didn't show at E3 last year, right? Right. Okay, so there was no Sony at E3. And so I know that there were people that were kind of like, well, that's a mistake. They're going to take a hit. You know, it's not going to, like, they're not going to get the hype over or over their titles or over their the, the things they're planning for the year in the same way. And as far as I can tell, there was no effect to any sales for any, like, anything that Sony did through 2019 for not being 
at E3. And so I think people notice that. And I think other people will see what it happens this year and they're kind of be like, well, maybe we don't need to be there. Which will be bad for E3, of course, but might be fine for well, the rest of the industry. It's a precedent that's kind of like, you know, a lot of the ways that things are being done are being shifted. Like you see that, you know, I'm not even getting to the like socio-economical shit. You know what I mean? Talking about these virtual conventions and um, virtual concerts, you know? Um, even like, for example, like Comic-Con, like if you actually don't get to go to Comic-Con, but you sit at home in front of your computer or on your phone now, you can see more of Comic-Con than the people that are actually there. Absolutely. And that's so how it, E3 was, too. Right. And and now it's like, yeah, a lot of these things, you're just going to end up seeing, like, everybody's going to get to ha- see Hall H, you know? And it, it's, you know, there's no real, like, benefit to being in Hall H other than saying, oh, I was there when this happened, you know? Well, but it's not I like was... you're going to get something... You're not going to get a news that somebody else isn't going to get. You know what I mean? Well, I will say this. Like, Hall H... Hall H, I still think at this point, is still a little bit different in regards to, like, how... Like, it is a it is kind of an exclusive experience in the sense that you'll hear about everything that happens, but you may not necessarily see it until a month later... Or, or well, it depends. I guess it depends because some things you you might see the next day, and other things you might see see a week later, and other things you won't see until months later. So it all depends, and you know that's like it depends on who you're talking about and what it is they're trying to release and what they're tr- how tightly they're trying to guard it. Now, at the same time, I will say that for the amount of effort you have to put in to get into Hall H, I'm not sure what you do see is worth all that effort. Uh, Tyre Claw in chat says, part of the reason is because is these creators get can get more personal with, the, with their audience. But they really don't get that personal. Like, you go up and ask a question if you get chosen. You know? It's not like they're just shaking everybody's hand or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that would be, I mean, that would be definitely a uh, a different kind of experience if like you really had like the one-on-one kind of thing. I, I, but obviously it's one of these things too, where some people like a lot of people that are in a hall H may not necessarily want that, <laughs> you know, especially at Comic-Con, like it might be hard at, at in any, cause I mean, the, because of the profile of the people that are usually there at this point, and I'm not talking about celebrities necessarily. I'm just talking about like, you know, like, creators like actual like you know people that write and people that direct and things like that like you know like it it can be overwhelming for you know for some folks to mess around and and be among that kind of fan base in that in that particular setting you know what i mean see i think you guys are all just completely wrong okay well help educate us off what are you wrong about? i feel like like we we've seen this before, we we were all there at E for all. Like they tried this, they they tried to say, you know, we're not going to be in E three, and it was a massive failure on every level. 
you're, you're talking about. But how is it like this? That they're 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 not these conventions are not going to be like changed forever, like you guys are making it seem. They're they're just not. SDCC well, you know, is always going to be big. Booths, the, the prices for booths and spaces are getting higher and higher. They're not seeing a lot of, you know, it used to be like, oh, this is where you're going to go do networking at, at Comic-Con. That's not being as much because more, more of the studios are pulling out and they're just sending, you know, booth babes and PR people, you know? Yeah, but it, it's still going to be like, you got to be there. You got to show something. Like that's that's know, the man. that's the I place mean, to be essentially. Like that's yeah, but it's it's because like you're gonna get probably even more traction by not being there now. I mean, it's I like think... it, it's like it's like WrestleMania. Like, even if you're not into wrestling, like that's an event. It's like this the the Super right. Bowl. How many people watch the Super Bowl and have Super Bowl parties that don't give a yeah. fuck about football? Yeah. But they do it from home. How many? How much more people did it if they just did it online? Like, like how I, many more I, people I, see it? You know, I'll say this. I, I think, Oz, you could what you're saying might be right about Comic-Con in the sense that, you know, I mean, Co- Comic-Con has morphed into something different than what it originally started as. And, you know, you have other conventions that are trying to fill that gap. But I think Comic-Con is what it is. And, you know, people are, are going to be there and a part of that because it's serving uh, while it might be a different purpose now than it did initially, it's serving um, um, the it's serving the um, the like it's it's basically serving the new purpose that is that it's set out for. Right, and I mean, uh, I I, I kind of I, I get what where you guys are coming from, and I kind of agree for smaller cons that don't don't get as much press you know the the emerald city cons even like the paxes that you don't really hear too much news about lately though those are going to suffer but not not the san diego comic con not the e3 the the big ends will still be there see and that this is where i think you're wrong though because i think that that while that what you're saying might be the case for Comic Con for San Diego Comic Con, I think that you're I think you're wrong about E3. And like even for you to put in like say the PAX is like I think PAX is growing. Like PAX is as far as I know at least, like I, I think PAX is gonna be fine the way it is. And because that that is serving a completely different like PAX serves a completely different purpose than what E3 currently does or even what e3 did in the past like pax is different from that and the people that attend and go to pax want that experience and it's something that pax is definitely um i mean to a degree i mean they like you're only going to really get that experience at pax from what i've been told now keep right. in mind i've never actually been to pax I'll, but i've heard i've heard a lot of people talk about it but i'll give you that I, one Mostly because I don't really even know what PAX is. Other that, than it's a, it's a convention. And I know there was a thing called Penny Arcade. And I know they're somehow related. But <laughs> it, I, it's I don't know. It's basically the people that created Penny Arcade made a convention. And it became huge. So, you know, 
but but the fact is um but E3 like I mean before coronavirus Sony wasn't there last year and it's like there are only three giants in the gaming space really right I mean I guess you can I, I mean I I know you could talk about I guess um publishers like you know I, I understand like say an EA is as as influential as a company as you know a Nintendo or a Sony or a Microsoft but even with that being the case like EA already does like their own kind of mini convention as well so it's kind of like okay if if, if all the companies are kind of doing their own little mini thing and then you have Sony, one of the big three, that's like, well, we're just actually not even showing up at all. It's like, now you just have the floor with Nintendo and Microsoft. And it's like, okay. I mean, there's other, of course, there's other companies that other uh, uh, game publishers and developers that are going to be there that are, are definitely worth seeing. But at some point, it kind of becomes a, a, a matter of how... Like, how are we allocating our resources? See, I think you're giving... it costs a lot of money to be at E3. And if the return on that investment isn't high enough, you mess around and you're just like, you know what? We, maybe we just don't need to be there. Like, Sony showed us the way. I, I think you're giving the big three way more credit than, than they should be getting. The big three, I think, personally, are really only relevant once every five years when when a new generation of systems is going to come out so yeah this year they would have all been relevant because you know there's already plans for the playstation 5 and the whatever they're calling the new xbox all that nonsense but really i think the the publishers are a bigger deal because we're at a point where a lot of these publishers are publishing on everything so you know you you go to the xbox thing and they're showing you that they're going to have the next fallout game well you're probably going to see the same thing on the sony side because they're going to have the next fallout game so all the really new stuff aside from when we're going to the next gen is with the publishers so if we're still getting the publishers that's where that's where the action is at least for the four years in between generations i see but on one hand you say that but on the other hand when you think about the biggest games that came out it's like yeah, sure. I mean, like, if you think about the biggest games that came out in the last, like, say, four or five years, like, some of them are definitely third-party publishers, but a lot of them are, like, first-party, or, or maybe it's not first-party, I guess the better way to say is they're console-exclusive. I can only or, think of you one. Know, come from studios that are owned by the companies that own the console. I can only think of one off the what? top of my head. What's the that? Uh, the last God of War. What about what about Spider-Man? I mean, we were talking about good games, right? You didn't <laughs> like the last Spider-Man game? It was all it's, right. It gets too uh it's a little too uh dependent on on trophy it hunting. Did, and it didn't and have it's uh, redundant. Like, did, a lot of it gets redundant. Even if you're playing the story, it gets a little redundant. You know? If it didn't have Homeboy from Evil Dead, then, you know, how good could it be? Okay. What What about friggin' Breath of the Wild? What's that? Oh, that's a Switch <laughs> game, though. 
So what, okay, what each console how's that disprove what I'm talking about? Each console gets one exclusive. That that does not make an E3. Wait, so so okay, so then what about friggin' uh Super Mario Brothers Odyssey or Super Mario Odyssey? Never played it. Never heard of it. <laughs> You've definitely heard of it. <laughs> Look, I, well, you said you said Super Mario Odyssey. I thought you were talking about the the fucking Wii game. Now, while we're saying all this, like going to a convention of just developers and publishers, I think I would enjoy. Right, because they make all the games, and you it it feels to me it would feel more like I don't see it how that would be like the big E three thing, but like going to a place like that, I think I would enjoy. It, it, the crazy thing is, is like the the public the, the publishers is who I really want to talk to, and like they they're the ones putting out the games and and all that nonsense. But man, I can remember a, a time when it wasn't just publishers; it was like all these independent companies. Like I remember going to 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 one of these things where I put on a vest where I was playing a shooter game, and the fucking vest was like poking me every time I got shot. Yeah. yeah, I was in, in Kensa Hall back in the day, or Kensha Hall at at E three. But I guess no nobody cared as much as I did because you don't get that anymore. I think it got too expensive well, for people like that. Gets, yeah, that's the problem. Like you know, and which is it's interesting because that was like it wasn't like that was a point where even the general public could come in. There was no one buying tickets or anything like that. Like, I mean, that and was so, the, that was the original purpose of these things too. Yeah, was shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's heyday. Like, like Ke- uh, Kentra Hall was basically like the the time capsule of what Ether used to be. You're right, Lawrence. I agree completely with you. Fucking millennials, ruining everything. I, I don't even know if I said that, but if I did, I didn't mean it to. was it was implied. My super, oh, okay. my super implicit hearing caught that. I hear between the <laughs> between the lines. Okay, got it. Tiger, got it. Tagline chat says, uh, "Intellivision is coming out with a new console." Anyone interested in that? Jay Random says no. See, he says new console, but it's just like the old console again, right? Because didn't they just come out with one like a few years ago yeah. when yeah. All Games Arena was around? Was a thing. Yeah. I feel like they've done it like twice since then. Right. You can't say new console if the newest game was made 30 years ago. I mean, it can still be a new console with old games on it. No, it's it's just another way to play the the, the games. Like it's right. not it's not That's it, what a console is. Yeah, but the, if it does exactly the same as the last console, it's not really new. Like if I mean, if, okay, if the PlayStation look, if the PlayStation 5 go, comes out and it only plays Lawrence, if the PlayStation 5 comes out and only plays PlayStation 4 games, you're not going to necessarily tout that as the next evolution of PlayStation, are you? I mean, but that's one of those things where... But when the PlayStation Pro came out, that was the new system. And so it was still a new system, even though it played the same games. I thought it was just kind of a... A, a slim, cheaper version. Like, yeah, it's not a next-gen thing. And it actually, like, it lost features, right? Because it wasn't, like, the, the iteration before that, 
Or am I thinking of the PlayStation 3 that could play backwards compatible yeah, stuff? Yeah, of the PlayStation 3. Okay, well, you know, same concept. They did the same thing, but they took away features. That That's a step backwards in my, in my book. Oz is saying that the new Intellivision console needs better third-party support. Which... <laughs> yeah. Which you know, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. You know, that's true. Look, I, I would love it for it, ha- for it to have that, but then they would call it the pie, right? Isn't that what the that pie. is? The what the fuck is that thing? It's like thirty five bucks, and you can play all like old games and shit. Oh, the Raspberry Pi, yeah, Raspberry Pi. Like I was thinking Cherry Pie, but that could be because yeah. I was listening to rock. That, yeah, Raspberry is the type of operating system it has, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. It's like, you know, you need third party developers making games for the Intellivision console. New that, new games that are I don't even know how many bits in television games are. Are they are, do, do we even count bits at that that's point? That's the problem cuz they're like 2 bit. Like <laughs> they're all primary colors, you know, and and that's the thing like if you go like you know, on Xbox like you can get retro style games there that are new with like newer faster better engines yeah. so it's like you're playing like an old game but in a new way like the, the game that you you uh told me to talk about larry uh or or try out that demo oh was yeah. it elder's blood yeah yeah like that game it feels like a super like like something out of like you know super nintendo but it plays a lot smoother and looks a lot better. But if like yeah. if you miss playing that style of game, yeah, like that game's for you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But you're or no, like, you're, you're you talking about the messenger. That's basically like eight bit Ninja Gaiden, and then you go you go through like a section that has like a portal, and it turns from eight bit to like sixteen bit, and it's like yeah. it turns into like a Metroidvania. Yeah. I mean, you guys are talking about a console that can play all those games. You all have a PC. Yeah. Like the, these games I don't are, have a are, PC that can play games. But me either. You can play those games on it. Look, if you can run Skype, you can play those games. You can play yeah, any television game. I don't think game I can play the Messenger on this on this console, but well, you even can if play, I could, I mean on this computer, but even if I could is that like the the Intellivision thing should like buy up Invest in their technology a little bit, buy up some of those, and offer some of these indie games that are actually good and would actually get people like, oh, well, you know, I like in television. Like, I'm, it's their market, you know, like they already like yeah. older style games, but you want to play n- new, different stuff that's maybe a little more challenging, maybe, you know, and if they just, if they literally just put a Raspberry Pi on their thing, like they could do that. If you can play original Doom on your refrigerator screen, you can fucking play it in television games yeah. on your PC. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were talking about, like, in television yeah, games. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. saying, hey, Fallout 4 on, on your... No, no. no. Yeah. I, I don't know why they don't just, like, figure out a way to do it on the Switch. Like, I feel like Switch, Switch seems like... I mean, Nintendo seems easy to work with with these kinds of things. I don't know if that's just pride. If a television's like, no, nah, we don't want to work with yeah, Nintendo. It's, it's a little bit of pride. It's a little bit of prejudice. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, they probably could easily put some Intellivision games on the Switch. And some people would buy them just because. Just like for the nostalgia factor. Yeah. Or just to be able to play them with a the new controller. You know? Yeah. 
Because yeah. even these these little Joy Cons, like they lend themselves to a lot of these older style games. Like if you just play with the one Joy Con or, or yeah, that. But I have. A, but, yeah. I, since, since we're on gaming, I kind of have a gaming question for. I guess mostly for Lawrence, although you guys can chime in because, uh, I I I live away from California now, so I don't know if I'm seeing the same shit you guys are seeing. Have well, like you might, you guys might even not even have been in a Walmart in the last five years, <laughs> right? I haven't been in a Walmart lately, but no, but why? What was the question? I actively try to stay away from Walmart. There's, <laughs> there's a a section towards the uh, video games area that, whenever we're at Walmart, my wife like explicitly pushes me away because she know I'll, she knows I'll buy it. Where they have like mini video arcades, yeah, the and, one up things, and the, one the up uh, yeah, and then the 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 one time where she, like she like really had to to get me away from that section was when I saw that they had a four player version of the Ninja Turtle game. Yeah, yeah, they got wow. That. I don't think I see that like a mini version of the right because if Ninja you saw Turtle it, arcade game, yes, because if you saw that, you would buy it immediately, right? I think I would. It's like yeah. it, it's like the old. It, it's got the graphics and everything, so it's like the the old school that you went and saw in their case, just a little bit smaller. Yeah. And how do you? How did the four people play it? If it's tiny, it's not. It's not tiny. It's not like tabletop tiny. Yeah. Like you're still yeah. gonna stand up on it, but let's say, like instead of being eight feet tall, it's like five. Got it. I, Got I'm it. I, yeah, yeah. I'm I've seen that. My chat. my boy has the Star Wars one. Yeah, I I was just kind of wondering if you guys have seen it and why you guys haven't. If you've seen it, bought it. Oh, it's only it, like hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, it, they're not they're not as expensive as buying like an old retro cabinet, but they they definitely like they have like I I forgot who I saw that had the sit down. Pac-Man one with the two joysticks on each side. Really? Uh, but it's a tiny yeah. one? But it's a tiny it, it, it that one might be actually the same size. Oh wow. Yeah, because it was tiny already, like the one that you would f- see in bars. Yeah. Yeah. It, I love that it's one. Just, it's just like a little coffee table and, and you know it has the glass on top too, so just like you can actually set stuff on top. So uh, I I would if I had the space, but you know I also got to find a game like the Ninja Turtle one is one of the games. But when am I going to have four people over to play that? You know, I mean my my guy like like the three of us, right? Not four. Well, I am you're the fourth dummy. Wait, no, I'm but not I was in LA. Over there, like I'm only there once a year. You can't count yeah, me. What? Well, guess what? That is a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Claws po- posting it in chat. And I mean, if you look, at, like, it's even got the porn star looking April O'Neil on the side. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an amazing the porn star yeah, looking April Larry, O'Neil. So that is true. The actual keyboard, like the joysticks and buttons, is the size of the original, but the cabinet is the smaller size. Oh, uh, but see, like all those people are thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like the the well, three of us play, hips are definitely gonna be touching. You're going to play it. Yeah. See, even where their hands are at. Yeah. A little... <laughs> I mean, our hands won't touch, but but definitely there's going to be some love handles on love handle action happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do what you do. You do what you got to do to save uh, Manhattan, right? 
There it is. How, how much do you love Ninja Turtles? The, the Shredder's not going to kill himself. <laughs> I wish they would make, like, newer ones, like, for newer games, too. Like, the Scott Pilgrim game? Like, that would be tight. Uh, wow, awesome. yeah, that would actually be tight as an arcade cabinet. You're right. That that Scott Pilgrim game was great. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, not anymore. Say, say money was no object and space was no object, like there was no space constraints. What would be like the first arcade cabinet that you would buy that you're like i want this and i'm talking about like if you want like the full size joint like you know whatever whatever money and and money and space are not an issue what what would you buy what what, like let me start with you jay what do you think you would buy um probably uh afterburner oh wow like the one that you, you sat down yeah, and it rocked when you did. Dude, that's such a fun game. Wow, that's a great answer. I mean, I didn't even think about Afterburner. Wow, what about you, Oz? I don't know what it was called, but we went to a studio where I was kicking everybody's ass in uh, Injustice as Nightwing because he's awesome. And it was this like massive arcade cabinet that had an Xbox and a PlayStation also in it, as well as a PC to run, like, all the arcade games. And it it was the size of, like, the original Ninja Turtle four-player thing. Was that at Operator 11? No. no. It, it was, was at the, the Burbank one. The, yeah. Burbank, the Burbank Studio? Yeah, the... What's that guy's name? We was were only there Paul? a couple times. Was it who? Jace Hall. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, Operator 11. No, that's not him then. Never mind. I mean, I, I'm sorry. No, that's me messing up. No, I'm sorry. We're talking about... Um, yeah, no. Um, with with Jennifer and them where they did the, the comic book show. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, and yeah you were there. And you... Yeah. That yeah. was an amazing machine. Yes, it was, and I, I to this day I wish I knew the name of it. And it, it was custom made. There's no name for it. I wish or, I knew the dude or, that or made it. I should say there might be a name for it, but you won't be able to find it. Like because it's it was literally custom built, and and Jace Hall just gave it a name. Well, you know what I mean. It like I've dreamt about it. <laughs> but I'm Look, gonna. That's a good. It's a good pick. I'm gonna post in chat the knockoff version of that that like it, i almost don't want to because it pales in comparison like people are gonna look at it at this thing and be like well that's that's stupid why would you get that but like if you took this thing and doubled oh, it yeah. in size that's so it's so much labor than what jace hall had oh <laughs> oh my god right. oh like this but is this I'm is joking the, like i would get that too though. this is like the well, uh, mean, autistic cousin of that machine right it, it's not that this thing is is lame in and of itself like if if you had never seen the other thing or you weren't even having a conversation about that like we, if oz didn't mention the other thing and just put this in the chat and be like i buy this you're like oh that's cool like i wouldn't even have thought twice about it but because he had mentioned the other thing, and he's like, 
oh, here's the best I can find closest to it. And it's like, oh, that's so much worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and this is my, I guess, second pick because I, I didn't realize it was completely custom. I, I really thought, like, he got it from a place that, like, did that specific, did that kind of stuff specifically where I no, could go I'm, and get it. I'm pretty sure it's, it was a custom yeah, a custom joint altogether. That's what they told us when we were talking about it. Because we're like, where can we get this? Yeah. Now this thing that you have here looks closer. This other, the Paul Paul Strauss one, this looks closer yeah. to it than, you know. And for all I know, like it very well might be like it. I I think this is actually a version of that. I feel like the thing was bigger, and it had the the controllers for for the xbox and the and the playstation like coming out of the side you're right you're right you're right like but you could you literally know what? this is a start this is that that's definitely better than the shit i posted hold on i need to see it, these links you guys talk yeah man <laughs> but that's that's crazy how like like it's not it's like honestly saying that the thing that oz posted is not great is not a knock on that thing as much as it is a testament to how good that particular custom built thing was. Right. Tire Claws links are like just humiliating mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's like, but yeah, but that is in fact a like it, that machine was just a giant emulator of all the current systems right, and but, PC. But it also like, the the interface where how you choose what game yeah. from what system was yeah. so like amazingly seamless. It, it was just, it was it, it was a work of art. Yeah, you're right. It was like very user friendly. Everything made sense. There were all these buttons, but then none of them felt like they got in the way of each other or anything like that. Like however you wanted to play, it would let you play, and it felt right, which is a testament because Lord knows you. We know controllers that have come out for consoles, and you're like, ah, I don't know about this controller, let alone you messing around and saying, well, hey, if you want to play every game from every generation up until this present moment, <laughs> it's like we built a controller that or a, a, a interface so that you can do that for every game up until now, and it feels fine. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what, what about you, Mo? What would you buy? I don't know. I would probably go something a little newer. Um, I, I really like Metal Slug, which I'm disappointed. Oh, yeah. I tried to play Metal Slug here on Game Pass. Yeah, and uh, it it wasn't working. Like I don't know, they didn't map the buttons right. Like I really, couldn't, I couldn't start the game. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd you say, Jay? Said I hate when that happens. I don't understand how like Metal Slug is. Like, it shouldn't be hard. Right. It's just one button. Like, that's weird. one bu jump button and one directional button and one shoot button. And then it has hit, hit the menu button for... So I assume that's a start. So I hit that. It did that. But then once it got to the main screen, it just said insert coin. And I'm trying to hit every button. does nothing. Wow. And oh, that's like, like a, okay. So I would probably get like that, or or, or maybe like a, a souped up like Neo Geo one with all the Neo Geo stuff. I really like like Samurai Showdowns. Yeah, I like Samurai Showdown. 
Puzzle the Pond. That was a shit. That's like one of those bubble breaker ones, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I like that one. And then what else? Yeah, and the metal slugs. Like they even had the soccer game. The soccer that was a super sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> those were good. Yeah. That's the closest I've ever come to wanting to play a soccer game, messing with that joint. I didn't actually play it though. But it looks good. It looked fun. Is that, all is this that the way that this this Xbox event they had online was a little it was cool. Like they're showing you this the new Series X. You know what they're gonna do? They showed this game called Grounded. Oh wait, real quick though, just yeah. just for continuity's sake, I would get the double screen X Men joint. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That that's the double screen X Men arcade joint, because just I like honestly like at some point I would really like to buy that like still, and so you know but yeah but talk about grounded because I I saw that too and I was like okay you're making me yeah. sad why because where I live there is actually like a I guess like a barcade. It's cool. A, it's a bar with all these classic arcades in it, and I can't go there now because Cornavarius. Oh, I was like, "What? Why? Why can't you? They have a, a instrument there that makes you not want to walk in." But but you're talking about yeah, cor- yeah. It, it's shut down. It's a bar. You know you can't. I get it. I get it now. At first, I was just like, "Why can't? What's it? Who's playing the Cornavarius?" I think uh, yeah, I sent you guys a picture because they had pinball machines too, and they had like a Metallica and a Megadeth machine. Ah, oh, that place is awesome. Yeah, I like pinball. Pinball would probably be what I buy after the X Men. I'm not sure which one though, because I got a lot of pinball games I like. The South yeah. Park one is pretty good. Oh yeah. But anyway, new throwback twenty one in chat says they're pretty much emulators. A lot of them. The one that we played wasn't. Well, maybe the PC part was, but we don't know. Wait, was there a six-player X-Men machine? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, the fact that you've never played that makes me feel sorry for you. Was it the same game as the four-player? I'm posting it in chat. But was it the same yes. game? Same, six same no. game. Yeah. They had, you, a, had they had a six. Say what? So yeah, you you can play as everybody. Like oh, exactly. It's just a six player version of it. That that's what I would want. I've never seen this thing. Oh man, I see the four player. They have the no, four player no, at the place no. I just mentioned. But that's I, why I said the double screen one because it's all six players and it has two arcade cabinet screens and it literally like across that entire screen is the entire. Like it, it, it goes across seamlessly. Uh, I'm looking at this, and I gotta tell you, I both have a boner, but it's sad. It's a sad boner because I never. Got <laughs> it should to enjoy be sad. That. that means it's tearing up. A little bit. I'm just like I don't. I'm I'm trying to figure out who failed you in your childhood. Like it's not your mom's responsibility to make sure that you found this. Well, but I, I know that you had a friend or a sibling that was supposed to make sure. That you had like experienced this. No, I'm the oldest. 
No, no. Well, okay. So it's not a sibling, but that means you had bad friends when you were young because they knew what you liked. And somebody had seen this and they didn't tell you. No, all my friends when I was young were into like boobs and, and weed. Wait, what a bunch of assholes. What makes boobs and weed exclusive from X Men? Nothing. It, Back then? It, yeah, it does. There, it does look, look, there are plenty of boobs in X Men. Not no, as much weed, but no, there's some. Lawrence, you, look, remember, I was. I, I, I grew up with cholos and, and shit like that. Like. I yeah. grew up with cholos too. Yeah, but yeah, cholos react different differently to to black folk. I'm Belizean. Well, uh, yeah, in spirit. Wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, do the police see Belizean when they when they pull you over? Of course not. All the right cholos then. Never neither neither do the cholos. I guarantee you, the cholos are way more racist than like. Like every every cholo I hung out with, like the the N word was was every other word. Like no, it, listen, it was it was a replacement man, for the. You just gotta you just gotta you have to gain cholo's respect, right? That's and I, and I did that by developing a sense of humor, which <laughs> explains why I can crack a joke, but I'm not gonna sit there and talk to cholos about about the the virtues of of why Wolverine should train the the new incoming. X-Men class. Well, listen, I'll tell you this right now. I don't understand what your sense of humor is for if it's not to make fun of Dazzler's outfit in this game. Because they don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. like, it's like It feels like a, a, a complete waste. Like, you should totally have been... Like, someone should have told you about... The, like, and then... Like the the dialogue, I mean, you know the dialogue in this game already because the dialogue in this joint is is hilarious too. Because I know that you've played the game, you just didn't get to play this version of it. Which you played the game, yeah, I've it's definitely, the same yeah. game. But um, when, game until you played on one of these screens, like honestly, I feel like there's still one or two of these left in LA. So I feel like when you come, we should make a special trip so that you can go and actually like experience it. I'm gonna look for it. But then, there's uh, a, then there's only four of us, huh? There's only four of us. If I'm if I'm gonna experience something like this, it has to be with six, right? I mean, uh, w- I, wait I a can't ju- I can't just look at it. If it's a six so, player game, I oh, need wait. six people. What what I'm listen, what I'm hearing is like literally between the four of us. We could pretty much start a conversation with whoever we choose in whatever setting we want, but somehow you feel like we can't get two random people in an arcade that's already there I, to I play ag- this X-Men game with us? Lawrence, uh, okay, I agree with you. I'll bring the quarters, you bring the strippers. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like... We'll look, make it I a mean, real party. If you want to play with strippers, we can play with strippers, too. I'm just saying, like... I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying when the four of us walk into this arcade, wherever arcade we show up at with this game in it, I'm not saying we're not going to instantaneously like triple the amount of people that are in the arcade. What I'm saying to you is I think we can get those other two people to play X-Men with us. Okay, look, I'm going to hold you to that. Not done. Uh, Please, assume, listen. Assuming I'm do, allowed to all travel. All I got to do is be like, hey, my friend here, 
he's never played this version of the game. And they're going to be like, what? Or they're going to be like, I've never seen that either. Okay, so it's like, listen, and I'm going to be like, here's a quarter. Here's a quarter. Come play with us. And they're going to be like, oh, done. Okay, well, first of all, they're not going to say I've never seen that either because theoretically they're in the same place we are. Which no, but is the place with the machine. Well, but, yeah, but they probably didn't have six people. But okay, or they didn't look. They Secondly, didn't look. They, look, they might. You know how people do, man. People mess around these days. Will go in arcades and be like, "Where's Street Fighter Five? Or they just want to take a selfie in front of shit. Exactly. Secondly, it's like, and probably more importantly to what we're talking about, how are you going to explain to them why I'm jerking off? <laughs> as, as, as you're putting, you, you do handle that. Listen, well, I, I'm gonna I, let them I, fill in the blanks, brother. I, I plan to handle it, but somebody's gonna do the audio because I'm gonna be making an O face, and I can't, I can't be Listen, explaining shit in the middle of that. This is why we're making sure that we can invite the other two people because we have to have a buffer between the three of us and you masturbating. <laughs> Maybe that's why I never found people. To <laughs> <laughs> It's like, listen, I know I'm not getting any splooge on me. It's like, better be friggin' X-Men Player friggin' 5 and X-Men Player 4. Uh, I'm aiming to the coin slot. Oh, jeez. Well, it'll fit in there. (laughs) It's too much, man. It's too much. All this to say that Xbox had a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're right. You're right. Grounded. Grounded, Mo. Please do it. So uh, when I saw Grounded, I was like, oh, this game, they're making kitty games? And then it's like, it shows you what it is, which is like, you're shrunken in a yard, and every like tiny little insect is trying to kill you. Yeah. And you have to kill them and wear their flesh for armor. <laughs> right. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. It, and then it, it starts off other... and you're like, why would I want to play Honey I Shrunk the Kids? And then you're like, right. oh, wow. Exactly. This, this is actually a real survival game. Yeah. And then you, you basically you build your own shelter and everything. And, and yeah. And then there's a whole other dynamic where I don't know if how much of it is story wise, how much of it is gameplay, where there's like other beings there too. Mm-hmm. Tiny beings. That are might be after you, or might put have, have put you in that predicament. So that seemed like a good game. I'm like, oh, okay, they're showing those games for the Series X, and they go into a little bit of the technical aspect of it, and they show you a lot of, um, you know, uh, well, they showed a bunch of Sea of Thieves stuff like uh, th- that's coming to that, which all seems cool, but I never got into it. So I was like, okay, I mean, it's all fine, looks fun, but I don't want to play it. Yeah, that, then, that's how I felt about Sea of Thieves too. Like, I yeah. can see why I can I, I understand the appeal, but it's not for me. Like, I mean, if they made like a one-player story version that I could play, like I'd be down. Not even but, then. I think I would just play Assassin's Creed. Oh, Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll do that. I wonder <laughs> if it's. Like- <laughs> I like the whole. I, I wonder if it's on Game Pass. I'm sure it is. It can't not be. But then they showed you some of the the processing stuff, graphics stuff with um, the Series X. 
but they did it with uh, showing you Gears of War five. Yeah, and man, this stuff looks great. Yeah, and I actually played Gears five, and all the shit they showed you was like the 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 part that I played, like the first two chapters. Mm. So I got uh, it was fresh in my mind, and I saw him play it. I'm like, my Gears of five don't look like this. <laughs> you know, and it's just streaming over YouTube on uh, on Apple TV. You know, yeah. so sure it's downscaled a little, but it's it's upscaled enough. Uh, yeah, and um, you know they 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 announced that you can do your uh, your hard drive that you have that you've invested so you can play stuff. You can just take it out and plug it right in and keep playing. Right. Which is which is a good feature where they're like anything that you had from Xbox One on down that's on your hard drive you can play. Yeah, which is good because I, I I have a lot. <laughs> right. You know I've bought a bunch of stuff. Some stuff was, um, you know, you put in your old disc and it gives you the digital version. Mm-hmm. So I have that. <clears throat> and it, it, you know my my thing is like how far are they going into the the more digital distribution way? You know what I mean. Well, I mean, Microsoft is kind of banking on that, I think. Yeah, I mean, they tried to give us the all-digital Xbox One, and I actually was going to do that. I was going to buy one for the shop, but then one of my neighbors at the shop said he was going to give me uh, Xbox One, the same exact one I have. So I was like, well, I'll just do that. It actually has a bigger hard drive, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just use that as my digital one. I mean, that's what Game Pass is. Yeah, exactly, and that that's why I'm like, well, let's see how much how how's this gonna go. So, it, I'm it, it's looking good for me. I, I'm already enjoying Game Pass. Yeah. Like, I basically even if I don't finish games, I'll play a good hour or two out of them. And mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I don't have to buy this game, or you know, I'm not right. a much of a renter because I just don't have time to go to like a Redbox or see if they have it or yeah. So it's like it's whenever I get to play a demo more than anything. If I don't buy it, because you know there's sixty bucks a pop. So, so far, like my Game Pass has paid for itself, like for six months. <laughs> yeah, like if I buy a game a month, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's I, the I, thing I, where I know for me, like, you know, I mean, I like owning games. However, yeah. I totally understand the appeal of something like a Game Pass, especially considering, like, you know, like you said, if you're somebody that's like, well, I buy games but I don't finish them, it's like. Yeah. You know, you're you're basically paying for it. Like for not, you, it uh, pays you, for itself as soon as you decide to just start playing the next game. Yeah, like for example, like Sunday or oh, Saturday. Saturday, I decided. You know what? This is a day I'm just gonna play video games all day. And I I, I played the Blair Witch. I played uh, what else? Near Automata. Oh, I hear that's a really good game. I've never played it. It's really good. <laughs> that and see, that's the thing. So I played that on Game Pass, but it's like you know what? I might actually just buy this game because if they take it out of here, I might not be able to get back to it. You know? Right. Right. Because you know, switch out. They, I think they only have like 150 games or 100 games, and they just yeah. swap them out, yeah. which is fine. People were complaining about that, but it's like, I mean, for 15 bucks, you have access to 100 games. Like, where are you going to get that deal? You know? Indeed. And, you and know, I they, mean, honestly, like, if if it's successful, I'm sure they'll up it. I mean, because oh, yeah. I know Microsoft is trying to get out of the console business because they know, like, no nobody makes money off of consoles except Nintendo. 
And, right. and, and even even then, I'm not even sure if Nintendo makes money off of the Switch or not. I'm sure that they they very. I wouldn't be surprised if they at least break even if they don't make money. But either way, it's just like you know, Nintendo's the only company that has learned how to make money off of consoles. Everybody else takes a loss, and so I yep. know Microsoft is like, well, what are we in the console business for if it doesn't make any money? Yeah, and let's you know, provide the, the platform for the games to get released on. The Game Pass works well because it's well. I got the the one that goes on PC. I haven't tried it on PC yet, but it's only like five bucks if for the PC one, and then you get gold across the board. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, I it, it to me, I'm 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 in. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't. I'll see how I, they'll probably just put a disc drive in it in case for the few people that want to, and so you can watch Blu-rays. But even then, like for me, everything's all digital anyway. Like I even buy digital movies when I really want to own them, quote unquote. You know? Yeah. But yeah, uh, that Gears Five, like on there, I'm like, that looks good. And then they showed Gears Tactics. Yeah, that looks really fun. Yeah, uh, that is like I'm not even that much of a tactics dude. But the way they made it look is like, wow, this is just like the camera overhead of like when you're playing Gears. Yeah. And, you know, they, they said because it is a Gears game, it's a little more fast paced than your average tactics game. Yeah. So, but it, it just looks cool. Like, I remember when they did the the Halo one. And that one, it, it didn't like... It doesn't look like this. Like this looks a lot more for people that aren't RTS guys. Yeah, you know? I would agree with that. But it looks like a like a RTS still though. Like, yeah. or I mean, it's not RTS. I mean, it's like you know, you guys know how much I love XCOM. It looks right. it looks almost like XCOM but with gears. Okay, which is still a a turn based tactical shooter, mind you. Yeah, but it it just it, it it's what it is is. It looks like a turn-based tactical shooter with, with the Gears of War, uh, like flavor on it, yeah. which is cool yeah. because it, like they still kind of keep things like, you know, like kinetic. Yeah, the cover and all that. The, the pretty much the same strategy you would use in Gears, you would use here only overhead. You know, right? Exactly. exactly. And that. Like, you know what? I might give that a shot, too. They showed another game that was just, like, beautiful. It was called, um... Fuck, what was it called? It was The Last Ember or something. Uh, oh, The Last Campfire. The Last Campfire, that's what it was. Yeah, that looks like a good game, too. That looks like a really good game, and, and even the that's, way... That's an indie joint, basically, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's an indie joint. They're, they're like, in order you say, joint. Right. But, <laughs> But yeah, and that looks like man, that's a game I want to play. Yeah, it looks really good. And then they showed what was it? The other game they showed. Uh, there was another one. The it's on Game Pass now. One of these like weird fighting games. But they, they were just showcasing that, showing you what they had. Not not that's not more on on the new front. But that last campfire is like one of those. Like if you like, I mean, it's a puzzle game, yeah. more or less, but. It just has this really cool story uh, element where you're—they're basically narrating you what you're doing, 
but it's an unfolding story as as mm-hmm. you as you play it. And the art looks good, and yeah, I don't know how long it's gonna take to play it, but that one one of the ones I want to play. And then on another gaming front, they showed the uh, they revealed that controller for the PS5, <laughs> which was cool. I mean, it's weird looking, but they do have this weird. The triggers are now sensitive, so you can like, like let's say you're you're playing a game where you're pulling a bow and arrow, like depending on how you hit the trigger. You it'll get more tense, like you're pulling the arrow back, you know. But that was mm. one of the cooler things I, I found about it. But it just as cool as that is, it just depends on what game uses that, you know. Yeah, games don't use, especially when you're talking about third-party developers. They're like, you know what? This is gonna cost too much to do this, and nobody's really like fucking with it. Like, why bother? You know. Yeah. I know I know from what I saw in regards to that reveal people were, weren't really feeling like the color design nobody yeah. had anything much to say about the actual design of the controller itself they were more than anything they were just like hey give us like the all black version like what's that look like yeah and so they like I see Oz put a, a black version in there now is that an official release or is that like a mock up Oz. I don't know because I remember the original story seeing the white one, but then when I actually looked for it, it it's labeled Mad Cats, which is a third third party yeah. developer. I, that I think they just did that as a goof or something like that because <laughs> that was one of the things like people are, are kind of joking that it doesn't really look like an official PS5 controller. Um, they're like some of the. PS5 fanboys on YouTube were like talking about this is more in the comment sections, not the people actually doing the videos of it. Right. But they were talking about how it looks more like an Xbox controller. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah. Uh, I, I'm no. seeing that now. Um, I can post it without the Mad Cats thing, but it, yeah, they just put the logo on there trying to make that joke that, that Mo was saying. And the black, yeah. the black version is like, uh, like basically fan art. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what people are saying. Like they're like, give us the black version of that, and maybe we'll be okay. A lot of people are also saying that it looks very much like a, a Switch Pro controller, which oh, yeah. the similarities are definitely there. Yeah. Of course, Dual Stick is kind of uh, PlayStation's uh, like I guess their trademark. Like that's how they differentiate themselves from from the other consoles. Yeah. Personally, it was like, I, you know, dual stick is fine with me, but it's not a great thing. Like, it doesn't, for me, I rather have my stick. Like, I prefer the stick uh, elevated, like, both of them off center, personally. But, yeah. I mean, I grew up on PlayStation, like, play, from PlayStation 1 on. I, I'm more used to the, well, I can't even say I'm more used to because I'm not anymore to the <laughs> dual stick like that. But I can jump back in quick. Like, I know from playing The Witcher on Game Pass and playing it on PS4, I felt more comfortable on it on PS4 myself. But it's just because muscle memory more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. And I'm right there with you on that. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like when I play a PlayStation game, like, I, I, I fall back in the line, but. 
or I should say back in the line because I like I've I've I'm used to the sticks being offset. Yeah. And so it's like yeah. I, I'm not a PlayStation person. Like the first PlayStation I actually owned, I think was a PlayStation three. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation three. Cause I literally like I, I'm uh, Jay, I borrowed your wait, did I borrow your PlayStation or Oz's PlayStation to play God of War? Which one was it? I think it was Joe's. That makes sense. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe, maybe it actually might have been my boy Randy's. Actually, now that I think about it. Either way, I borrowed a I PlayStation. Huh? I think it was mine. Oh, okay. Your Perfect. friend Randy Larry is the dude that's half Japanese, right? Yes. Does he have a brother? A brother named Bob? No, he has no brothers. He's okay. He, he has a sister, but no brothers. Okay. Now, Bob, was a guy, Bob Matsumoto. <laughs> oh yeah, no, never mind. He has the Japanese because there was a dude on Ink Master named Bob, and he talked about he's half Japanese, and he kind of looked like Randy, but like if Randy was yeah. a tattoo artist, that makes sense. And I was like, he had long hair and stuff, and I'm like, I wonder if he's related to that dude. Like, nah, nah. But yeah, it it's like I didn't own a PlayStation until three. Like I, it didn't even occur to me to own a PlayStation One. PlayStation Two was like, uh, I could, like, I, I, I understood why I might want to play it, but at the same time, I was like, I can, I rather play what those games on PC, which I did. And then I did end up getting a PlayStation Three because I'm like, yeah. okay, well, now if if Switch had dual stick, I probably would enjoy it better. Uh, you enjoy the Switch better? Well, not the Switch in general, but like playing like Mario Party, because then all the the Joy Cons would be like the same. All the Joy Cons are the same still. No, they're not. Like one the the one of them the the stick is further away from the the button, or like it feels different. They they feel different. Like no, no, no. they're only different when you have it in handheld mode. But if you're actually pulling out the Joy Cons, what you, you the way you orient them, they all orient the same way. I guess it's more of the plus and minus buttons. Oh, no, the buttons are a little different, but they're not a lot different. Like I think one of them might be one, like the the buttons on the left side might be a little smaller than the ones on the right side. Yeah, it feels different. Like I, I tried playing but, Mario Party and, and it's like, no, give me that Joy Con. But it doesn't, it's not, I don't think it's the difference in the stick, but I could be wrong. Oh, you know what? Actually, now that I think about, like, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my Switch right now. Yeah. And, and <laughs> technically, I think what it is, is that they, and I was right in what I said in that they orient the same way. Yeah. But the Joy-Con on the right has a button under it. <laughs> that makes the stick it's like it's a little bit further to the left I'm sorry a little bit further to the right like when you're orienting it right yeah the button right huh is it like the home button or the minus button it is it's the home button yeah the home button puts the stick more in the center as yeah. opposed to the far left yeah and that that's where I'm like if they were both Equal, 
equal, then yeah, yeah. it would kind of be the same. But then the then the bumpers will be off. Yeah. Then the what? Oh. The bumper buttons. No, the because uh, you would well, have but, the bumpers in, on the inside, not wait, on the, the bu- outside. Yeah. The bumper buttons. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I might just buy four pro controllers and call it a day. Dude, pro pro controllers are fantastic. Like I don't yeah. it's one of those things where I don't understand why you would even have a switch and not have at least one. Yeah. I mean I only really when you know when Lloyd would come over and we play Mario Party, the four of us, like that that's when we it was an issue. But for me, like I just use it handheld, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, you can invite me over. I'll bring I'll bring Joy Cons and a, a Pro Controller. No, nah, no, nobody needs that advantage. What advantage? The Pro Controller advantage. Oh, I can just bring Joy Cons. I just I just want to play Mario Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I just want to play Mario Party. So it's interesting because, um. I was actually having a conversation earlier today and uh, Randy that we were just talking about was like, you know, Randy's a, a huge Star Wars fan. Uh-huh. Randy's actually in the in the 501st, which is the the uh, like Vader's fist. It, Vader's fist is like 501st, right, is, is named after Vader's fist and the 501st troop, which is like his personal stormtrooper troop, but they're like the premier like Stormtrooper, or I guess maybe Star Wars is a better way to say it, but the the premier, um, well, actually, maybe not, I don't know if it's Star Wars as much as, like, Empire um, cosplay troop. So it's like, you know, like, they definitely, when it comes to, like, Stormtroopers, Vader, Imperial Guards, all that stuff, you know, Emperors and all that, like, they'll, they're, they're the guys that get, called on by Disney to be like, hey, can you guys show up and be Stormtroopers for us? They're those dudes. And he asked me if I had played Jedi Fallen Order. And I was telling him, like, no, I haven't played it yet. And he was like, why? Because he knows how much I love games and how much I love Star Wars. And I just told him, like, I got this huge backlog of games and I haven't had time to play them. And in my mind, I'm just like, well, why am I even buying new games if I haven't played the old games that I have that are awesome. You know? And, um... You know, and and one of the games I actually did bring up was Witcher 3, because I still haven't played that. Like, I have it, and I bought it when it came out five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't gotten to the Griffin yet. So, I'm a bad gamer. Because... We all know Witcher 3 is like one of the best video games that have come out in however many years. Yeah. But I haven't, like, I haven't, like, it's one of those things where it's like, if I had played, like, say, through a quarter of it and haven't finished it yet, I'd feel different about it. But I haven't, like, like, haven't literally scratched the surface yet. And I'm just like, what did I even buy? Like, I have, I have friggin' the keychain. <laughs> You know, I have a Witcher keychain. Fake-ass Witcher fan. Right. Right. I watched the whole show and enjoyed it, 
and realize that I'm not enjoying it nearly enough because I haven't played any of the games at length enough to well, be like. I was one of those where it's like, you know, that's, that's one of those games that's going to take a lot of time and I don't have it. And then I watched the series. And, you know, I knew enough about The Witcher to like watch the series, but I knew uh, little enough to enjoy it without it being like, oh, this ain't like this, you know? So it was a good experience for me, but then it's like right. I in the game and just the opening scene of the game was better than the series. Not better, but you know, it's like it added to what I enjoyed about the series. And I was like, fuck. So then I jumped in and yeah, I'm at the Griffin. Yeah. Oh well that's good. I'm glad you're at the Griffin at least. Ty Ty says so Mary Young has gamer ADD. No, I don't have gamer ADD. It's not that I can't yeah. focus it's that i didn't have the time to play it and then what i did was instead of like just playing the games i had i was buying other games and so i had like i accumulated this backlog through this entire time where i didn't have enough time to play games adequately so i had all these like games that i'm like you know like what what it, what ends up happening now is it's like okay well let me just play what i had the time to actually like jump in and jump out of hence why i play so much splatoon 2 because i can technically like realistically speaking i can have a satisfying experience with splatoon by playing like two matches for 10 minutes yeah and come back to it later and play another 10 minutes and then after that maybe play half an hour or an hour that's how i don't have to commit like playing ten minutes of Witcher is feels like a waste of time. Yeah, like you, you, you don't you. It sometimes it takes ten minutes to make a decision. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and here's the thing: I don't know that for a fact because I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to make any decisions. <laughs> but I know me, and I know that I could totally be like thinking about like, like I could totally have a decision to make, and if it's not timed. I could totally be like thinking about the lore and thinking about the people involved and like go to like my stats and be like, well, what do I want to do? Like, what do I feel like? You know, like, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that like it's a burden. I enjoy that. There's like a card game in The Witcher. Gwent. Yeah. You can download separately too. Right. And Larry, the tutorial for that is more than 10 minutes. Right, exactly. It's it's like a a twenty minute Gwent tutorial. <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm I, I I committed to you know having the guy train me. I'm like, why did I do this? Like <laughs> somebody came in, is like, can you cut my hair? I'm like, nah, get the other guy. I'm, I'm busy. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I not only did I like have the dude train me, I downloaded Gwent separately and just play yeah. that shit. Just play that on its own. No, no, Gwent looks amazing. Like I might, I might actually just do that. Every time, every time I see Gwent, I'm just like, dude, like that looks so fun, and I'm just like, why would I buy Gwent when I haven't played Witcher? I haven't played Witcher three. Witcher three is right there. Play, play that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, listen, as huge of a God of War fan as I am, like I was talking about, like I borrowed a PlayStation two to play God of War. But I haven't finished the latest God of War. I have it right here still. I I played more of that than I'd have a Witcher, which I'm proud of. But 
I, I need to like focus and actually play the rest of that game. So yes, you're right, Tyra Claw. I have gamer ADD. <laughs> um, but anyway, the the game horizon is not looking barren. It looks fun. It looks interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens to the industry after like this whole pandemic clears up because like, and I guess it's not only the game industry really is we're talking about like, what is life going to be like in general after the yeah. pandemic? Cause it might be like, we talk about going back to business as usual and like, you know, go back to like what things were like before. Could but at this point it, it, it feels like it's going to be different. Yeah. It'll be better than ever. We're going to have a big bang. It'll be superfluous. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Oz, why don't you talk to us about Spider-Man Noir? Oh, we're talking about comic books? What the fuck kind of show is this? You gotta hit the review music. Woo! Holy crap, I thought I hit it for a second. I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah, but, me too. I was like, <laughs> man. My screen, my screen like, is black. You did, the... I was like, man, Larry hit that pitch perfect. I'm on good. I'm good. We should have a like uh, like her. <laughs> that wasn't it at all, was it? Review. Like review. Well, not not like that, but like. Spider, what am I doing? Spider Man Noir? Is yeah. That, is that what's happening? Okay. Um, I know of Spider Man Noir. I didn't read Spider Man Noir. And I got reinterested in Into the Spider Verse. Now, I'm forgetting Into the Spider Verse, but does Spider Man Noir always use a gun? Yeah. Well, I don't think he used it in. He has a hat, too. He didn't use it in. Who the fuck is that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he didn't use it in the movie, but he did in the in the original comic. Okay, because because that was weird. Because he's like web slinging at some criminals and then just starts blasting them. Which I, I don't know. I'm not used to that in in a Spider-Man book. Um, it's set in the '40s, so it's got that that writing style where like you know the he calls guys, "Hey, you mooks," and that kind of slang. It, it, it's enjoyable. It's not. It, it's mostly black and white, which you would expect from a Spider-Man noir. But you know, occasionally it's like uh, uh, Mary Jane's hair is still red, stuff like that. I, I like little cool stuff like that. It, it. I'm fine that it's not all black and white. I think some people might be bothered by that, but. Those people are far and, and few in between. However, the fuck that saying goes. Shouldn't have drank all that whiskey earlier. Uh, overall, I kind of like it. It's it's introing a story. Now, this book came out because it's number one. I think it came out. I, I don't remember. It, it would have to be in sometime in January because it was around February that we started getting locked down. Right, that we started seeing the the decline of the comic book shops that were open 
And I know this is like one of the last books that I was able to buy when we could still go to a shop. So it had to be like somewhere around late January, early February. So I don't know when or if number two has already come out. And this obviously it's it starts the story. It's as the name suggests, it's it's a mystery. Peter Parker is a detective. And through the course of him protecting the city, uh, stumbles into a murder, and ha- like is kind of dragged into another person's drama to solve this murder. I'm trying to say this in a way where where I won't spoil too much, because basically. I guess Spider-Man Noir it felt a lot like uh like an old-timey Batman to me where you know he comes across this murder but to solve it he has to leave the country and his whole thing is well the city needs me I need to be here I I need to protect the city which seems kind of like a, a Batman thing to do especially if there's other people that that can solve the the crime and he's got to protect Gotham and the the art style like Dude looks like you could call him Bruce Wayne. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I believe it. I mean, well, except for the gun, which brings me to a question I have for you guys is because I'm assuming you guys read the the first Spider-Man noir. It doesn't seem like he's very good at at protecting his identity in this. Like there's one there's a there's a few pages where. He's stopping a bank robbery and he's chasing the criminals and he has his, his Spider-Man mask and all that. But this whole book, he's wearing all the clothes. It's just the, the mask that comes on and off. But other than that, everything else is exactly the same. Shoot, shoots his web and, and his guns in full. It, it like everything but the, the fucking mask. So I don't I, I don't see how he protects his identity if at all but it's also weird because the criminals are like surprised to see spider-man noir like they, they thought he died or something even though peter parker is fucking walking around in the exact same outfit doing spider-man things so that was a little confusing to me i don't maybe you guys know a little bit more about that that end of it uh i don't think the i don't think it's that big a deal but I don't even think that people get the sense that it's him, but I could be wrong. I mean, it's been so long. I reviewed Spider-Man Noir um, back when we were doing the nightly show, the Wednesday nights, the first time around at Larry's house. And I remember not liking it, but I've since changed. And uh, yeah, I didn't pay as much attention to that as I as you're doing now back then, you know what I mean? Uh, also, too, I will say that, you know, Spider-Man Noir's outfit isn't exactly like a superhero outfit per se. You know, it's kind of almost like... um, It's almost like how... Like, say, for instance... Um, it's like the mask is what makes it the suit. If you take the mask off, it's almost like 
a regular a regular like outfit for that period of time. And and don't get me wrong, like it's not one hundred percent the case. Even though technically speaking, I mean, he's wearing like a lot of what he wears is covered up by like a black trench coat. And the a black trench coat isn't uncommon for that period in time. And then you're wearing all black. Everything else is all black, but it doesn't like necessarily stand out if you cover it up with a trench coat, you know. So it's kind of like, like even if you wore the hat without the mask, it's kind of like okay, well, it's a guy with a black trench coat and a black hat, you know. It's like that wasn't very uncommon in that era. So it's kind of like the mask is almost what makes it the costume. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the spirit. If the spirit yeah. takes his mask off, you don't look at the spirit and like, oh man, that guy's a a costume crime fighter without his mask on. No, he's just a dude on the street. The weird thing with Spider-Man Noir, though, is that it is kind of that's kind of his costume, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, like he does wear like kind of like. I don't know if it's like a petticoat or a special kind of vest. Like he wears a vest that looks uncommon. Like if you were looking at him yeah. just wear just the vest, I could totally see him standing out in a crowd, you know? Because... They would call him an Nancy boy, see? Huh? They would call him an Nancy boy, see? <laughs> I mean, it it's it's a different it's a different kind of thing, you know? But if he's not, like, if he's wearing that coat, though, it's kind of like, well, you know, how do you even know? Well, okay, like, Mo's been posting images from, from the book of him in full costume. I just posted a page where it's P- Detective Peter Parker asking questions uh, of, of somebody, and it's the exact same fucking suit. It's just not the, the webbing mask. Like, he even has yeah. the same glasses. So it, that, yeah. that kind of throws me off because it's like, okay, so everybody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, right? Because he's not even trying to hide it in my eyes. But yeah. I guess you're telling me in this world, they can't differentiate. They can't. Well, it, look, look at the shadow. Like, he was always in a suit, but you just couldn't see his face. Yeah. Oh, it's Hect. I'm sorry. I, I didn't introduce you, Hect. I apologize. Hect. Hi, this I'm Hect. awesome. Keep talking, Hect. I, I, I can't get unemployment because the laws of Arizona is stupid. But um so like in that time everybody had everybody dressed up. So right. if you saw a dude in a suit, it wouldn't matter. Like everybody had like the same suit, they got out of Sears catalog, whatever. So if they see this dude in a mask with that kind of suit, if it's an uncommon vest that nobody else wears, yeah, they're gonna go, Hey, I know that guy. But if it's something that a lot of cops or a lot of certain type of people wear, they're not going to think another thing about it except, hey, this guy's doing some shit with a mask on. I hear you, and I'm going to counter your argument with an image of a page where he doesn't put on the mask and he's still flipping all over the place. Yeah, see, that, that's a little different. So, it, it, Well, yeah, if he's look, flipping around and shit. No, no, no. He's standing there just like straight out shooting webbing out of his hands, but not wearing the mask. I think part of it, you know, if if Into the Spider-Verse gives you a little bit of clarity into it, 
it's just a universe kind of like spider hams where it's like cartoon physics and stuff and that's how like that's a nor world where you just it's not part of your consciousness to know that he's being weird you know what i mean yeah i that's the only thing that threw like me he, off. So story wise, he, he's doing shit that's out of the purview of everybody else. Yeah, not people can't. They, yeah, we're seeing it. They're not. You know. Yeah. So so that kind of threw me off. But story wise, I I, I liked where it was going. It, it seems interesting because they're taking him out of the city. It looks like he's gonna be running around like the desert and shit. At the end of it, based on on the last page, um, I like the art. You know, we we posted several pages, uh, in chat, and it's it's decent. I I like the I like the whole black and white, but this chick's lipstick's gonna be red. Can you post the whole comic? <laughs> Not legally. I see. I see. <laughs> I guess technically I could post the, the code for the free one, right? I mean, you could send it to heck if I peel the sticker. Look, look, I I, I got yeah. places. I, I know I know I know the black market, man. I'm, if I'm you good. peel the sticker, yeah, you can post it, we can give it out. In fact, save it, I'll give it out on Instagram. Tomorrow morning when I upload the episode. Alright, I'll take some. And according to Marvel.com, the second issue came out today. according to the planet no it didn't so yeah there you go i mean you don't know what's happening behind marvel marvel headquarters you don't know what happens in the alley i know i know exactly what happens in the alley so yeah i I enjoyed it. it. It's a book that I would like to see. I, I would like to read the whole thing. I don't know if it's ongoing. I'm assuming it's not. I'm assuming it's it's kind of like a, a short story thing, maybe six books. But it just has a giant number one on the cover, so it you know it's not like one of six or something like that. So I I can't say that for sure. I don't know if I could stick with a book like this for a, a year and a half. But I could do six issues easily. I mean, as much as I enjoy that storytelling style of the 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 way they talk and, and all that, it it can get old. So I I don't know. It's a book. I want to I want to finish this story, but I don't want this to be an ongoing. You know, I want this to be like an Abrams book where after book three, I'm like begging Marvel to tell me what happened so I can be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever get back to you? No. If you guys it can looks retweet, like it's ongoing. Nobody retweeted it other than me in Fantastic Forum. There, I'll retweet. retweet what now? Uh, my I, I tweeted JJ Abrams to, if he could tell me how the Spider-Man run finished because at this point we're not getting. Oh, because it never came out. Well, it's never coming out. It never came out when it was supposed to. Period. And then. You know, he had beef with Disney. Like, there's, that's no, that's not news. I mean, it was back they, then. They uh, dishonored his son. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. They, they weren't promoting the book when it was coming out, and now it's never coming out because of the corona. Corona. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I tweeted them, but you know, we'll see. I'll retweet it when I find your post. Okay, and I Mo, I sent you the code. Cool. Since you're handling our Instagram. Yeah. All right, now you guys didn't read this book, right? No, I was looking no. at it while while you were talking about it, and I really, I mean, I enjoyed the art. I like like the the pages I put in. Yeah, it, it's like, decent art, and the cover is what really drew me into it because there's like like Nazis with a like a tesseract like explosion. Because people only watch the movies, so that's that's what a, that's what a blue explosion is to them, and him like looking at at a chalk outline. There's it, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the in the cover, and you posted that in chat. So if you're in chat, yeah. check it out. If you're not, go to your local comic book shop sometime next year and, and check out the cover. It, it kind of. Which is one of the things that made me think that this is probably like a six issue thing because this this cover kind of tells me where this whole story is going, and sure enough, you know there's a there's an airplane uh, on the cover and the last page is them getting into an airplane, so, and that's kind of where the first uh, book was like it was he was fighting Nazis here, like in the U.S. You know he he might not be fighting Nazis in this book because. I don't think World War II has started at this point. This is like oh, yeah. during it's Hitler's rise to power. Yeah. So maybe in the course of yeah. solving this crime, he might run into some Nazis like Indiana Jones style. But that's yeah. not his objective. He's just trying to solve a murder at this point. And it, obviously it seems like it's going to... I think it's really going to go kind of like in an Indiana Jones way where, you know, I mean, he's... The last couple of pages give me the the impression that he's going to be some kind of archaeologist. Like he's he's literally flying out to the desert in the time of Nazis. So, and there is a picture I of read him. This book. Like if if you imagine Indiana Jones, but with a Spider Man mask, and that's that's one of the last images. You know what? I'm gonna take a picture with my phone. Just so I could post it in chat because it's actually a really cool picture. And it's one of the pictures that like kind of made me one of the images that made me like really want to read the the next the next book, which apparently came out today, except it's the age of the coronavirus. So no, not really. Maybe. I don't know. Somebody check whatever what's what's the digital format for these things? Somebody check that. Pornhub? Oh, what? Who said Pornhub? What? Okay. Oh, of course he did. Hey, is a dirty bastard. The, I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> That's what they love, right? So, yeah, and y'all, y'all know exactly. I'm not a huge Marvel fan. So if a book get want gets me to want to get number two, then you know it's good. Word. No, it's not out. I didn't think so, especially since Hecht's the one that said it, so I knew it was lies immediately. <laughs> the dude that sorry we all can't live in a bumfuck Nebraska or whatever you're at. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that that's catching on. Oh, fuck Nebraska. I'm not Nebraska. <laughs> in fact, until you actually say the word Nebraska, I don't remember Nebraska as a state. And then somebody says Nebraska. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one of the 50. Uh, DC Nate posted a picture, and it's my friend Totoro with, <laughs> with, the, with the PS5 DualSense. That's remote. funny. It fits so well. <laughs> I'm stealing that. That's really funny. It's a nice hat. <laughs> Larry, man, why don't you start off with a little uh, sentient word so I could go take a leak? I will do it. I will do it. Okay. So, um, sentient is a book from TKO Studios. That's who publishes it. It's uh, written by Jeff Lemire and the art is by Gabrielle Walta. Um, I will say, like, one of, one of the things I have to do just to kind of start out, I think, is, you know, we, we've mentioned TKO before and I just want to talk talk about TKO and and you know their business model where they basically like produce comic book series and sell it directly to the consumer uh, if that's what they want or if you want your book sent to your local comic shop and you pick up your comic books along with the rest of whatever's on your pull list, you can do that. Or, of course, you can always tell your comic shop that you want them to carry TKO comics, and, of course, your, your comic book shop can decide to do that as well. Um, I've been meaning to buy some stuff from, T- from TKO for a while, and uh, Sentient is one of the things that I bought recently. Um, as we, we reported before, they're giving basically 50% of their purchases, like the proceeds from the purchases to whatever comic book shop you decide. And so part of this purchase that I did when I got, I got the, um, you can get either trade a trade paperback of books. Like this sentient is um, a six issue series. So you can either get a trade paperback or you can get a six issue box set. I decided to get the six-issue box set, and I put that link in the chat just so you all could like see what that looks like, if if you're so inclined. Um, and I love it, I love it, and I I was happy because I was able to help support my local shop while also buying stuff from TKO, and um, the six like I I told the crew today I'm like hey, read issue one of Sentient. And I was planning fully on just reading issue one. And because I had this box set and the story was so compelling, I actually read through all six issues in like less than an hour because it was that good. Um, Sentient is basically the story about a colony ship um, that is going out to 
a distant colony left Earth. It has, you know, its crew and their families on it. And there's an attack that happens that kills all the adults on the ship. And it's about the the children on the ship along with the ship's AI and and how it is they survive after that happens. And uh, it's it's a great series, man. It's like some amazing writing from Jeff Lemire. Wait, uh, what? What? That, that's how you're describing the book? Is that not what happens? Hmm. Larry you really, does... really do describe shit wrong. <laughs> it, 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 is anything I said untrue? No. <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's just... Oh, my goodness. It's like... That is such the wrong way to describe it, though. Okay, well, listen. Why don't you take a stab at it, Jay? Okay. So... The book Sentient is about the ship, the USS Montgomery. Uh, there's an attack on the ship, and one of the officers uh, deletes all the directives from the ship's AI. And so the AI fixes... Uh, the AI stops the attack, but now all the adults are gone, and the AI has to take care of a ship full of children. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> I like, I like. Isn't I mean? I feel like that's outside of the addition of the directives getting canceled. Like I feel like we said the same thing. I think Joe feels that you had to have added that the directives were changed. That's like the important part. I feel that is what leads to the title. That's what leads to sentience. The fact that it isn't restrained anymore by directives. I I can feel that. Right. I can feel that. At the same time, I'm like, you know, that might that might go a little bit into spoiler territory. No, it doesn't. Like, that's the whole premise of the the whole premise of the book is the unrestrained AI taking care of a ship full of children. Okay. Hey. That's fair. Now it would be a spoiler if I said I'm just kidding. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> I was like, Jay, Jay's not going to spoil this book. He likes this book. He's, he wants other people to experience it too. Right. But I will say, as nice as I am by not giving you spoilers, Jeff Lemire is kind of an asshole. Like, why? He, he plays with words. Like, he tells you shit. And he tells you shit 
that you just don't see. Like, it's, like, it sucks because going into that would be spoilerish. But he uses his medium to fuck with you. Yeah. That means he's good. Well, yeah. But no one said being an asshole made you bad. Oh, okay. I think I feel like people do say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes you a bad person, but a lot of times being an asshole makes you good at your job. That could be here. Um, I will say though, I, I, I put a a panel or, or a page into chat and someone wasn't doing their job because uh, this sentence uh, there's a sentence here that is written wrong, like it's missing a word. And it, it was really noticeable to me. But I know Lawrence kind of glanced over it like he does. <laughs> I, did, I think I, like, I noticed it. I his just didn't bring did, it up. That's that's not the same thing. His eyes didn't explain it to him well. <laughs> my my eyes explained it to me just fine. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's basically one point where the AI is talking to one of the kids. And uh, she says, but I need to know that you are going to be okay here for a while I tend to them. And it's missing a while. Like, I don't know if he wrote it and the editor took it out thinking it was wrong. But it's weird. It's like the only flaw in a near flawless book. It knocks it down half a point. <laughs> you know, I would say normally, like, the worse a book is, the more an uh, issue like that. Um, you know, matters, but the story is just so good that I'm willing to I'm willing to overlook this mistake, and I'm not going to deduct for it. That's, a, that's huge. Because Jay Joe, loves yeah. deducting. Yeah. Everyone knows that about Jay. Like he loves he, things and deducts stuff. He's a deductor. <laughs> But what, yeah, uh, okay. No, I mean, this book is good. Like watching this AI try to take care of like raised children, um, even as it longs for its old life, following directives is really interesting. Even the way, because you know, we we see a lot of things with sentient AIs and things and how it plays out. Like, playing it out the way it did, and I haven't even finished yet. Like, I know we were only supposed to read the first issue, but I actually got a hold of the trade paperback, and I just I just kept reading. Like, I didn't yeah. even think about the first issue. I just kept going. Like, it, it all <clears throat> came together so seamlessly. Like, I don't know if it was written to be a trade paperback or if it was just happy accident, but it just... I just kept turning the page. It's like, if I would have gotten one issue, I would have gotten one issue. But I had all six, and I just kept I just kept going. Yeah, me also. Like, I mean, I never planned. Like, I know he said we were supposed to just read the first one, but it was always my plan to read all of it just because 
you know, I, I've literally got nothing else to do. But it didn't, it wasn't a, a chore. Like, it didn't end up being a chore. Like, it was something mm -hmm. I gladly did. Yeah. Like, I wanted to find out what happened. I was interested. Like, this is really good science fiction. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, it is six issues, but, like, the cliffhanger at the end of every issue is, like, really compelling. Yeah. Where it's just like, dude, like, I, I kind of need to know what's going to happen next right but now. Even the way they're done, and I guess that's why I kept, I just kept reading it. It's not so much like the end of a TV episode. It's more like a commercial break. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. But I do feel like... Like, and, and this is kind of going into the review itself, because as much as, like, the story and the comic itself is amazing. But the experience of having this as, like, its own, like, self-contained uh, uh, six-issue box set is really, like, a thing unto itself as well. Where, like, you know, c coming up in, like, or growing up reading mainstream comics and, of, and of course, eventually getting into indie books and, like, the industry as a whole, it's, like, getting this from TKO, I was, like, I really, there was a part of me that was, like, reading this book and reading through this story, and I was like, I think I want my comics to come like this. Like, not only the idea that it's, like, still single issues, but they all come together, so I have, like, one entire arc, but also, too, like, just, like, the, the format in and of itself, like, the quality of the book, like, I know that, you know, I know that you all... Um, did this like did it digitally as opposed to physically but like the quality of these books are really are really amazing and it's like the, the books themselves are like the, the paper quality and the um the paper quality and the quality of the covers are really nice. Like the, the covers are like uh, a heavy kind of like cardstock. It's not like you know. Obviously, like the the inside of well, actually, I guess technically, when I if I'm thinking about it now, like when you're talking about your average comic book, the cover and the inside for like maybe like a a, a DC or a Marvel book. Uh, the paper is is the same stock. Now it's good quality paper, but the like there was a point in time where comic book covers were heavier stock than the paper inside of it. We've kind of gotten past that when it comes to like general mainstream comics, but um, the or at least sentient, which I'm pretty sure this is the case for all the TKO books, but sentient. The, the the paper that would be like the cover and the inside 
is still the same. It's still that same high-quality, glossy paper. But the covers are uh, a higher stock. And then on top of that, the book itself is oversized. So, like, a normal, what, what would be a normal comic book? Like, I don't, and I don't know what the dimensions are. And maybe it says on the website, like, if it looks, if you look at that link that I put into, into chat, it might say there. But, like, what the, the normal dimensions of a, of a comic book, these TKO books maybe have, like, maybe are a half an inch bigger on each side. So, like, a half an inch. Um, so, so, I mean, I guess ultimately it becomes, like, a full inch because, like, half an inch like I said, on each side. So it's like a full inch taller and a full inch wider than on a regular, like a standard comic book. And so it almost is like a, you know, it's like a prestige kind of format. Almost. That because, explains... Huh? That explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because some of the fonts were a little small. Oh. Really small. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not usually, you know, I can read pretty small lettering, but there's some, like, especially when they do the wider shots in the first issue, I'm like, why would they print a book with fonts so small, you know, but, you know, I I read digital, of course, and that's where, you know, there's a difference, you know, we always talk about the difference and the benefits and detriments and and the feeling, uh, and that's where it's like, man, this kind of wasn't made for a digital format. And that explains a lot now that you're saying that the books are actually a different size. Yeah. No, it, like I said, it's it's bigger. And so it's like, you know, there's it's nothing close to like, say, you know, you have the uh, like the, the artist renditions of books or whatnot. It's nothing like that. It's not like coffee table size or anything like that. But like I is said, it it's like, it. Huh? Like, is it like the question on DC Black Label? You know, it, the question on on DC Black Label, those are are those the are those books closer? How much smaller are they than like the um, the Alex Ross joints that came out before with Batman? And, oh yeah, and so. no, they're smaller than that. They're probably like two thirds the size of that. Okay, so yeah, you know what? It might actually be like yeah, like maybe like question Black Label books because yeah, like that's because that if I'm not mistaken, those I don't I don't remember how how much because I didn't I didn't. No, actually, you know what? I, I did have that in hand, actually. Did that? Well, at least I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But it, I like I said, you wash your hands. I do wash my hands. But All right. I, like, All right. But, Thank you. Yeah. Flatten the curve. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, like I said, like an inch taller and an inch wider. And so it's a, it's a, it's definitely a distinct difference, but it's not one of those things where it's not so big that it becomes unwieldy. It's just bigger that makes it like just how you, like how you're saying like, well, why? Like I, I, I honestly feel like it's probably part of the reason why I was able to read it so much more quickly because the the font was actually bigger and the pictures were actually bigger, and because you know like my eyesight isn't great, it's like it was probably just easier for me to read it period 
And so that must be why I was able to get through it so quick. Because not only, of course, the fact that the story was so compelling that I was like, I felt, I, I felt like, like I had to read the next issue, but it was easy to do too. So that made it even better. But I, I just kind of feel like, you know, like reading through these books, I was like, man, like, I, I almost would not be mad if mainstream comics were like, all we do is six issue arcs now, and it's like maybe we take a break in between them. You know, like, especially considering like if you could mess around and like get the premier artists that you usually get anyway, but you're giving them like a little bit of leeway in regards to when it is that those books need to be done. Like, I would. I would totally read X-Men in six-issue arcs like this. And if there's, like, a month in between when those books come out, I would be okay. Especially considering, like, if it's like, okay, well, you have an artist that can work on the book. Um, well, but, you know, at, at the same time, I guess the other, the other part of it is, if I'm getting six issues at once... It's like, and I'm waiting for the next six issues. It's like, I mean, at some point, you're going to have an artist that's like not going to be able to keep up with that. Well, not only that, they have a lot of the titles kind of coincide with one another, even inadvertently. That's true. So that that would, for something like X-Men, it'd be hard. Um, you know, it works well for like Image or TKO. Because it's not a whole universe. Like self-contained yeah. stories. Yeah, it's not, it's not a I, universe. But at the same time, too, it's kind of like, I mean, books go off anyway. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, but the thing is, if they're all off all the time, you might lose your your people that go every Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. Obviously, like, if you're getting six books at a time, you're not going to be able to get six books at a time every other month consistently. Because somebody's gonna fall behind, like you're gonna you're gonna hire talented artists, and you know life is just gonna happen. And at some point, you're gonna like miss one of those joints. But I, I will tell you, I found it very enjoyable, and I feel like it's almost like part of what made Sentient an amazing story outside of the fact that it's just a well written story and has some amazing art that like struck the tone and told the story and like all that was the fact that I got to read it in this format that felt very much like very accessible and very much like oh like and not only of course is it a thing where it's like okay I got to read the whole story at once which was awesome too but then like I feel like this this um box set format like i feel like not only could i hand this to somebody that doesn't normally read comics and they would like take it in a different like they would regard it in a different way than if i just handed them like you know six bagged and boarded issues but also on top of that it like it feels like my books are protected because, like, e even though technically the like the the um, box set 
it's like you know it's not like it's like super heavy cardboard stock or anything but it's heavy enough and because of how it's formatted it like it, it feels like it doesn't feel like the type of thing you just toss around you know it it feels like something you're supposed to take care of it kind of like it it feels like almost like when you put it in together it almost feels like a textbook and it almost lends itself to the idea of like okay well I should put this on a shelf you know like you know I should put this on the shelf or I should put this away someplace where it's where it's secure <laughs> and so that made me feel a way about it too where I'm like I like it like it displays awesome um I, I bought a couple other box sets and you know I'll talk about some of those maybe another day but when I have them next to each other it looks like a collection you know what I mean and so I'm just like oh that's cool like it just it just displays really nice and it feels like somebody like I mean I I know that they have a designer at TKO but you could tell like they know what they're doing cuz it felt like it feels like they put time and thought into what it is that the design of this uh, should look and feel like. So yeah, man, it was it was awesome. It's wor- it was worth every penny. Uh, it would have been worth every penny if I wasn't even getting to donate half of it to the local comic shop of my choice. But you know, with even without that, I was just like, no, it's good, real good stuff. I I love it. I love it. This is yeah, sentient. Mm-hmm. It gets a friggin' 10 out of 5. Do you want to disclose what uh, comic shop you donated to? Oh, yeah. I did. I donated to Jeffries. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's no problem. I did. I actually did. Um, I actually did two orders. Oh. Um, and split it intentionally so I could donate to Jeffries, and I also donated to Atomic Basement. This man can call you money bags. Well, I mean, honestly, though, like money bags, these, young. These these books, like, I mean, so like this box set is six issues. Um, it's six issues. It costs thirty bucks, and it's like comic books now cost you somewhere between 399 and and uh, and 499 so realistically it's like i mean i did buy them all at once but it's like it's it's no thing like it doesn't it's not like i spent a lot more money on these on this set of books than i would have spent on any other six books yeah so i mean yeah. So are you like, advocating it, it, for the business to turn into this where you get a big old arc at one time? Well, I think that like like I said, I I really enjoyed this particular format and like I don't I don't like the things that Mo brought up make a lot of sense and it is part of like if you lose the connectivity of the universe at the expense of making arcs like this i i don't know that i will want that i don't want to lose the connectivity of of a universe and so i understand 
the the upside and the downside. At the same time, like I will say this right now, I would get a six issue box set in this kind of style over a trade paperback any day of the week. It's not even a contest for me. Right and it's like, and it's like, even I mean, and don't get me wrong, like I like the fact that they're slightly oversized. Um, it doesn't have to be oversized though, because I would take the regular size comics in that format and you just shrink the box down too I would take that over a trade paperback any day of the week and a lot of trades are like just six issue collections anyway you know but if they had like say a house of x and and, and powers of 10 box set like this I would buy that even though I already have the individual issues one thing I would like to talk about is the well. One, I'm jealous that you're money bags now, and two, I'm not. I'm not money bags. I just I bought I bought two sets of of what you call it books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the art in this book I really really like. Yeah. <laughs> really good you know, a lot of it because it is in space they are indoors and a lot of it can be kind of monochromatic but the artist that was gabriel walter i believe is the name yeah yeah gabriel yeah. walter yeah yeah he he and the colorist too i don't know who the colorist on off the top of my head but between his, his line art and the colorist they managed to create a lot of depth and in the architecture of the inside of the ship. Yeah. And depth between the people, even like there's one scene where I, I was really impressed where two people were looking at the same thing and their eyes line up perfectly with what they're looking at. And, you know, I'm sure this happens in a lot of other books. Like it's probably comic drawing 101, but it stood out here as like one of the cool things about this book. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I was looking for that, but it just stuck out to me. Like, man, even the way these eyes line up to this object, it looks really good. And another thing is, in, back to the writing, is Jeff Lemire does a really good job of having every character in his book have like their own little bit of like voice. Yeah, you know, like you can hear each individual voice. You can hear like almost personalities. In yeah. this, and it reminds me. I've been searching, like I've been reading a lot of his books because I'm a, just a huge fan. Yeah, and I get a lot, but you know, when you read something like like Hawkeye or or Gideon Falls, like there are a lot more less characters in it, and they're more shorter format stories. You see him do the good work, but it, it doesn't have the same feeling of the other stuff I like of his. Something like like your Trillium mm-hmm. or or sweet tooth, and then this kind of hits that. Yeah, like always ask, like where do you shoot the good load? You know, and and yeah, this is definitely one of his good loads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I give nah, it. A it's, five out of it's, five. it's pretty amazing. Say again. I give it a five out of five. Hater. <laughs> well, it's because you know the editing. The edit. <laughs>
Uh, what What about you, Jay? You have anything else you want to say about it, or you just want to give it a rating? Um, no, I think everything's been said that can be said without spoiling. <laughs> Jay's like, we got to come back and do the full review. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would give it a four, maybe four and a half. Yeah. Dang, Jay did take that half a point for the for the while. <laughs> yeah. Uh Oz, you didn't get to read it, right? No. You you very well may want to think about like going back to read it, man. It's a good book. Like it's it's definitely it's definitely something you I think you would enjoy. Sentient? I like you too, hecked. <laughs> I think you'd like it. Sentient? Is that what? Mm, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I heard a guy on the on the air say there's a word missing. <laughs> if you like that, if you like the Emerald City, you'll like this. I'm gonna pretend like I know what that is. Isn't that that one Green Lantern story where he's inside the ring? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Emerald Dawn, maybe? Oh, Green Lantern number seven, I think. Or eight. Like seven or eight. It I was mean, the one. I mean, with... you're going to have to give me a year because they're, they're like on version five or six at this point. Well, you're talking about the Liam Sharp one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where... so that's the new one. Yeah. Where he goes and he's in the ring. The whole story takes place inside a ring. Like in the software. Right. I may not have read that one. He Did read he it. Reading about it? Yeah, oh. he made us read it for the show. We reviewed it. Oh. <laughs> it must have been a while ago because the last, the last time I remember them hanging out in the ring fucking with the software was when they freed Jessica Cruz. Oh, well, go read Sentient and then go back and read that issue. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good book, man. I think I think anybody Uh, would enjoy it. I have to borrow some money from Larry to uh, get get these comics. You you work it, man. You essential. I haven't been at work for like two weeks, man. I thought you were essential. What happened? The store is essential. I took off. I wasn't going to get sick. Oh. Well, listen, man. I'm not here for charity, man. If you decide you don't, you don't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you decide This that, man, asshole, just because you too, got money. Too lazy to mess around and work for comics, man. I don't know what to tell you, man. I work hard for my comics. Damn, <laughs> try to stay healthy. Try to not get the Rona. Let's get talked down to by a man listen, with money. I don't understand, man. I don't say these people out here trying to value their health over dollar wow. bill dollar wow. dollar bill oh. wow i see i see i understand i fuck i understand up. why I you it. can't work for michael's from home <laughs> yep <laughs> and that's where i'm that's where i'm messing up man listen you I'm got velcro up. right you got <laughs> you got buttons don't you okay man I mean, slang them slang them online <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm messing up i'm fucking up i didn't think about it i didn't think it through 
Just uh, add everything to your cart now, and then when <laughs> when you get your Trump check, you're fine. <laughs> need to mess around and start posting these buttons on Let Go. I just need to take like one of the aisles, bring it outside, and sit right there in one of those um the chairs <laughs> they take to the park. I'd be like, you ask for curbside. You need your window washed. <laughs> I would, I would, I would offer to get you a mask, but if if Lawrence is on the fucking list, I don't think you ever get one. Uh, look, 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 man! I have enough bandanas I can use as a mask. I don't think you want to wear those as a mask. I, mean, I, I, I'm aware of what colors to wear down here. Oh, okay. I mean, you can you can wear whatever color you want, but you're still brown. <laughs> I mean, I, it, hey, if I'm working, I'm essential. They can't touch me. Now, I've never been to Tucson, so I don't know how things are over there. That's right. Did you call it Tucson? Yeah. <laughs> how do you spell that's it? How, that's how they say it on the radio. Tucson. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Okay. Oh, you, well, you, you they, established the... last week that it was funnier to say it that way. Remember, Larry? No. You you can say it Tucson. You can say it Tucson. Or if you can do it like that one rock shirt they had down here at a live event, Tuscan. Tuscan. <laughs> oh, I thought he said Tuscan. There it is. I'm like, that's, that's like... in California. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, isn't there like Tux? Isn't that like what bread? This is bread? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And it was the Morrison one. Emerald Sands. I put it in chat. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. So what are we doing now? News? Yeah, news. News. Woo! The, technically, I played that like half an hour or an hour ago. But all right, I'll play it again. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like her. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. I like that. That you guys said. Well, we'll save all the news for today. It's ten fifty four of my time, and we're just now starting. Like we've been on for two hours, almost two and a half. You got nothing to do tomorrow. <laughs> I got to do this fucking show. Exactly. Hey. So, a Disney insider said that there is a legal loophole which may bring the new mutants to Disney Plus. Um. Apparently, HBO had a deal with Fox so that all their theatrical releases would go to them. But since the New Mutants never ended up in theaters, uh, it may uh, go straight to Disney+. Plus. Um, this is coming from Mikey Sutton. Uh, there are no set plans but they are thinking it'll probably come to Disney Plus in the summer. In the summer? Where's it going to be before that? In the garbage can. 
<laughs> Let's clean this off and put it on Disney Plus. I I just don't understand like so I don't understand. I will say if if that does happen, I probably won't watch it. Joe, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How in the world well, would you not watch it because it's on Disney Plus? Because I wanted to see it in theaters. But there's not going to be no theaters. Oh, there'll be theaters. Like, they're not all going to go bankrupt. Regal's doing just fine. They're all going to become CVSs. But yeah, if it goes to straight to Disney Plus, I'm not watching it. So, I understand you want to see it in theaters. But, you're basically saying, like, if they just released the movie early, or not, well, I guess not early, but if they released the movie and choose not to give it a theatrical release, you're just like, well, just I don't need to see it at all? Right. Well, but what's that protest for? Like, it's like, there are plenty of movies that you don't see in theaters that you choose to watch after the fact. Why not this? Lawrence, I think you're misunderstanding. Those movies... I don't. I don't think Joe is necessarily oh. protesting. I, I, I see it as he found a way out. <laughs> no, nah, man. Joe wanted to see this movie. <laughs> wanted I, I, like ten I years see ago. It in nah, wait, 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 wait. If I don't see it in theaters, then what's the point? Would you watch it if somebody rented out a theater and played it? Yeah. There you go. I know we say we say money bags Lawrence, but he ain't got that kind of money. Hey, I mean, hey dude, look. Even, even if I did have that kind of money, I wouldn't spend it on watching New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Maybe I would be like, give me Black Widow. Why am I watching New that's Mutants? Like, <laughs> that's the ultimate luxury is is paying for something that you really don't want. It's like buying the the donut with the gold flake on it. You don't oh, want to. You don't want to eat don't, gold. Like. No, no. There's a Harkins theater down here. What the hell is a you Harkins? Can rent for like a hundred, but I don't remember for how long. Wait, a hundred? Yeah. Fantastic Forum viewing party, New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, flights are cheap now. Man, yeah, do you we, really want to fly down here? We can all I'm get to figure out uh, this could. much work. Not only are flights cheap. But it's Tucson. We can get there round trip for like twenty bucks. Yeah, probably. And with hotel. <laughs> I don't know about that, but well, probably. like hotel. I mean, I like, I I hear Hecht offering his place. I didn't say nothing of the sort. You can watch the movie with us. I don't know, man. I don't Let know. me tell you, as cool as it would be <laughs> to have all of the Fantastic Forum come together wherever. Rent a theater just to be able to see each other and watch a movie that we want to see, including Hat. Like, how cool would all that be? That would be super cool. I believe that every last one of us will regret the decision after the movie was over. <laughs> <laughs> we would all be like, why did we do this? Like, 
we would be like, man, like, it, and it wouldn't be about the company or even the money. It would just be like, this was an amazing experience that we could have had with any other movie except this one. <laughs> I don't know. I think making it New Mutants would just make it, like, funny. Okay. Like, you'll never forget where you were when you saw New Mutants. (laughs) (laughs) In an empty theater with all the Fantastic Forms. And there's no reason on Earth why you would ever watch it again. So you have that experience. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. Like, you'll watch Endgame again. You'll watch Infinity War. You'll never watch New Mutants twice. <laughs> I, it's it's crazy, man. It's like one of these things where I'm just like, and and you know, I believe the director when he's like, oh, like you know what? It's not like if if the bar to clear is Dark Phoenix, I feel comfortable. Like I would not be surprised if this movie is better than Dark Phoenix, but I'm just saying it's such a low bar. Like it's such a low bar. Like it's what? just like. It could be better because even though they shot it a year before Dark Phoenix, they get a year after to, to re-edit it to make it better. <laughs> but didn't they say they didn't? One guy said they didn't. Yeah. They say a lot of things. I don't care what I don't, know, I don't care what these people say. Macy Williams still looks like she did ten years ago. So now you can play Borderlands Science. What the hell is a Borderlands Science? I heard about so that. Next time you're aboard Sanctuary 3 and Borderlands 3, there's a newly installed Borderlands Science arcade game in the corner of Dr. Tannis' infirmary. Developed in conjunction with McGill University, Massively Multiplayer Online Science, and the Microsetta Initiative, Borderlands Science is a puzzle game that benefits the real-world scientific community as you play. Borderlands Science presents you with simple block puzzles based on strands of DNA, and by solving them, you're helping to map and compare the microbes contained therein. Completing these puzzles also earns you in-game currency, which can be redeemed for unique Vault Hunter heads and skins, as well as timed boosters that buff your stats, loot quality, and even experience games. Borderlands Science exists in in part because computers aren't perfect at organizing this data and make lots of small mistakes that can corrupt subsequent analysis, but the game you play to solve this complex task is easy to understand and play. It's 2020 and we're still folding at home, huh? Yeah. We're we're still what? Folding Folding at at home. home. (laughs) <laughs> remember the PlayStation 3 was going to cure cancer? Yeah. I do remember that. But didn't you hear they they um they put a patch out for Nvidia um video cards so that you could fold at home for the coronavirus to oh, form a vaccine? I, I thought you're going to say the patch makes it so you can watch new mutants. <laughs> no, I think it would break. Is that what the game looks like? Uh I think so. Uh, I'm going to say yes. That's interesting. That's Tetris. I, I will. Well, no, it's not. That's not Tetris because you got to you got to match those things, right? You got to move them around. And I guess that's the arcade in the corner. Yeah. Sanctuary I love, I love this idea. Like I would play that's the Dr. Mario. 
Lawrence, you don't it play be... Borderlands, right? So how much how much do I have to play Borderlands Borderlands to get to play that? It's a couple hours to get to that ship. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say more than a couple. Like you you roam around like a whole planet, don't you? Um kind of like it it's definitely one of the more robust prologues you come, <laughs> come across. Like I'm more interested to play this mini game than I am to play Borderlands. I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Not like anything against Borderlands, but it's no. like that little it's a great game. game sounds good. And then what you're doing with it too sounds yeah. interesting. So I'm down. Like, yeah, can I get that along with was it that card game from Witcher? They should they, they should <laughs> right. make that available like at the launch screen. That that would be cool. I mean, I can understand story wise why like why you don't do that, but you know that option would be nice. Not really, because like unless they integrate the fact that there's this arcade in the ship into the story, it's really just an arcade. Like, why can't you have a a, a Donkey Kong arcade? In the first, in, in every base that you go to, like that's their favorite arcade game is Donkey Kong. Why can't there just be one at all the bases? Yeah. So yeah, story wise, it does. because Billy Mitchell doesn't allow it. And I'm actually a little <laughs> bit pissed that because Carol Baskins. I'm a little bit pissed that they threw in this stupid arcade machine, and I still don't have any other DLC players. What what do you need DLC players for? Because I like the I like you know you start off the game with this four playable characters and then traditionally the DLC gave you other options of other players with different game mechanics to to use and a lot of the times I prefer the the new characters over the old and they're not doing it on Borderlands Three. Oh, and got it. to throw it in my face, the the characters that I love the most from other games are in Borderlands Three, but you can't play them. It's it's. It's like you and, and Cyclops all over again. Except you can play Cyclops. Sure, that's what they tell you. Have you played as Cyclops? No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same thing. You're you're looking wistfully at Cyclops and I'm over here watching Gage do amazing things and I can't control her. Got it. Why can't I control the woman? <laughs> Speaking of controlling the woman, Ezra Miller's getting people are asking for him to quit as as the Flash. That is the best segue. <laughs> I have the best segues. Everybody says I have the best segues. <laughs> segues. You were doing yeah, segues before they oh, started doing segues. So he chokes. He chokes. He chokes the hole, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, when they say chokes I'm thinking like, oh my god, her eyes are bulging out, and he lifts her yeah. up, and then boom, <laughs> and then uh, the King Lawler screams. This wasn't a chokeslam, but yeah, he brought her down to the ground. I mean, it's just a chokeslam as as a scrawny uh, white dude can right, do. Well, I mean, he's no Undertaker. Yeah, like like well, I I've seen the stills, but what's the story? Well, the video the video actually looked like they were goofing around, but yeah. So the story is that he he they, they were at a bar in Iceland, and 
she he she came up and some some fans were supposedly egging him on or, or something and he didn't want to be bothered and then he asked do you want to fight she said yes you know joking because she thinks he's joking around and then he just grabs her and throws her to the ground immediately as she's going to the ground the camera stopped filming because they're like hey man you know like you know everybody was kind of just having fun until he did that and then there was another post by a friend of the girl that got choked and she explained that where it's like yeah we thought he was joking and then he wasn't and then then that post was taken down and her account um deleted i don't know why i don't know the story behind that but in the actual video it does look like they're goofing around well it looks like she's goofing around and then he he looks like he may or may not like i couldn't even tell it was him so so there's no there's no definitive this guy choked out and slammed the girl from everybody that was there shooting video and hanging out they're like yeah he fucked her up <laughs> but there's no video no except there's what what that one there, there, except that one yeah but it doesn't show her actually getting slammed it no this cuts off oh, it does it, it cuts off when she's on the ground like heck just That's... put it in chat oh so okay you can watch it, it and... it's just that she's smiling the whole way down yeah well yeah for the most part yeah like you can't see her face when she's like halfway down, but well, yeah. I mean, I I never liked Ezra Miller for the Flash. I didn't like his Flash, so I'm happy that they're they're getting them out. Hopefully, even that's if the weakest be. takedown I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's a as white, somebody that it, it's a skinny wrestled, white guy choke slam. Yeah, yeah, that's that's shit, man. Like she could have countered that easily. That's what makes I've seen think, drunk like, white guys do shit better than that. Yeah. Like I picture her making a D'Lo Brown face with the feet, <laughs> <laughs> and then when she breaks his neck, through. if she did but the yeah. head bobble before, that would have been money. Yeah. I, but I think everybody would recognize. She looks I a mean, little like white D'Lo Brown. They're 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 calling for his removal. I don't know. Warner's hasn't really, as far as I know, haven't responded to that. I didn't read that second news story that Larry sent. But it, as far as I know, he was removed from the Flash a year ago. <laughs> show show me the pictures of the woman with a broken neck with a little neck brace around her. She looks like she's wearing a neck brace in that that video. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a, it's a Kaufman and Lawler all over again. <laughs> You should have just well, got yeah. all the uh, obscurus on her. You guys don't get it. You don't watch Harry Potter. I get it. It's from Fantastic Beasts. And where to find it? Yeah. What kind of... So, Jim Lee decided to draw again. Yeah. Uh, day 5 of 60 for DC Comics publisher Jim Lee. Art auction in support of comic book retailers hurting due to COVID-19 cor- coronavirus pandemic and government quarantine efforts. Batman plus Joker equals Batman who laughs. That was literally the the whole entire headline to this article. <laughs> I like how it's day five, but everybody else is on day seven or eight. It's Jim Lee. He's late for everything. I'm posting this yeah. picture because it's it's pretty. Well, I mean, it's fucking Jim Lee. He can draw. Yeah, it's good. Wasn't there a, a Jared Leto story like that where this fool's like off somewhere on sabbatical and came back and? Didn't he was hear like, anything about COVID nineteen. He was like, "Wait, what? 
Yeah, he was meditating in like the in seclusion in the desert for like twelve days. Came back and <laughs> came back like right after that was the like lockdown. The, that was like the beginning of March, wouldn't it? Or the end of February whenever when he came the, back. Whenever and the lockdown started, it was like two days in. Then he came back. Was like, hey, what's, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, hey, the traffic was super light. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get toilet paper and there wasn't any. What happened? <laughs> In a in a story that's kind of pointless and stupid, but I like it when uh, a writer actually admits that they fucked up. Uh, people are wondering how the Batman whose last fingers regrew, because there was a I think in uh, in metal, the the Joker cuts cuts off all the fingers of of one of his hands, and then in in the uh, Batman Superman. When Batman Who Last Returns, he's got all his fingers. Like they even, <laughs> I'm gonna post this in chat because they even put a, a image of him like kind of like showing off that he has all his fingers. Let's see, put that there. <laughs> and, so they, so they asked uh, Scott Snyder, "Hey, uh, what's up with that? You know, did did he use this special? What's the special metal? Dionysium that heals you? Did he do this? Did he do that?" And I like that Homeboy was honest. He said, uh, let's see. We we thought about that. Full disclosure, it was a slip up on my part that I didn't let Jock know in, in time. So, yes, Batman Who Laughs did use Danaism. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought, look, he, he admitted he fucked up. That's cool because we don't get enough of that these days. Uh, My High Comics is uh, is selling a bunch of comics by the pound. They're themed bags, twenty to forty dollars, uh, five pounds worth each. Themes include Dark Horse, Marvel, Dollar Comics, and letters of the alphabet A, B, C, and D. And they go for about thirty bucks the letters. Um, and then they're also doing a sixty-five percent off back issue. Uh, code when you buy something on their website called uh well it, you use code virus <laughs> and you'll get the 65 percent off so that's how they're doing it. they're trying to stay stay afloat uh there's no code word needed that's on both. not distasteful at all there's no, <laughs> there's no code word needed on books that are 50 percent off already on their website and then they're also using some of that money they make to to do a, uh, they're f- giving money and shit to food banks in Denver for people who need food for the homeless and and they they're actually doing the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless and some other some other places. So yeah, they're they're capitalizing on it. In 1983. JLA versus Avengers. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. So here's an yeah, un- like it was yesterday. Here's an unfinished page, show by uh, George Perez, where as as it should be, Batman is kicking the crap out of Captain America. Like he is, he is just making Captain America his bitch in this page. 
I mean, I guess I guess Batman's a better fighter than Captain America. I could see that. Because Batman's like a ninja, right? Right. Captain America's just a dude on roids. No, he's not just a dude on roids. He's he's a good fighter. He's a white dude on right. roids. But he's trained, you know, you know, a little more limited than Batman, but he's trained yeah. and yeah. he's stronger. Yeah, he's definitely stronger than Batman. But he would, yeah. I mean, fighting anybody else, Captain America is really formidable. But Batman is Batman. So you guys love the Eternals, is what I've learned. Who? Uh, do you guys hear that they might have revealed the the villain for the Eternals? I did not hear what? that. Somebody took that. somebody took a look at the upcoming pops releases. And uh, in the Eternal section, the, you're going to get a pop for Crow, K-R-O, Leader of the Deviants. I, I didn't even know the Deviants had a leader. I have no idea who that is. You're so silly. <laughs> I, I don't know what, like, what's Eternals? <laughs> They're like Celestials, but not as cool. Beats me. Uh, one of them is named after a soda. That that's bright. Oh, a soda. <laughs> Are you gonna put that picture of that sprite though? I mean, of that pop. <laughs> oh, His name's sprite. No, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not out. It's just a list of oh, upcoming. So you then know what? It's worth nothing. You know what so. it is, Larry. Uh, they, I think they're designating a leader for the movie. Gotcha. You know, it's what like I mean? the board queen, right? Yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah, but I mean, who cares? That shit's gonna be garbage anyway. Did you guys see the video of the the stupid thing that people were like, "Oh, look, that's Venom." Oh, I did see that. I didn't. What was it? It it's a it's like a bunch of worms, but they're black and like you try to pull them apart. And I'm trying to post this Twitter link into chat. Like, what is what is wrong with white people? I mean, well, you, where uh, do you start? alphabetical or? I'm just saying, like, why do they? <laughs> like, I don't understand why they see this and they're like, "Oh, we have to touch it and make I, sure I we think get it." I think what you're asking is like a whole show subject. Because <laughs> well, I'm just like, I was watching these people mess with this joint, and I'm just like, I wouldn't even go near that. And I what? look, and you look at it, and like, well, it's obviously a mass of worms, especially when they start moving. Like, why are they calling it venom? Just because it's black? That's kind of racist. It wasn't. Yep. It wasn't obvious to me that it was a mass of worms, but I was just like, I don't know what that is, and I don't feel compelled to find out. Well, I mean, still... I want to find out, but I'm not going to touch it. I'll wait till they touch it and tell me. <laughs> I had heard that it was actually all CGI. It's something called a bootlace worm. It's called what? Bootlace worm. Hey, you guys, any of you guys got a, a million dollars to spare? Yeah. Larry. I think Larry Jay does. does. Oh, I'm sorry. It's up to 
Larry gave half to Atomic Basement. So that might be out of our budget <laughs> with the point two. Extremely the rare. Young's millions. Extremely rare Marvel comic misprint with DC cover going for one point two million. What? I did see that. It's. A, I'm not exactly it, sure why somebody would want that. Because it's a misprint. Because it's fucked up. Everybody loves shit that's fucked up. Yeah, it's a Marvel book with a DC cover. How often do you run into that? Yeah, it's one of a kind. I, I, I'm not saying you run into it often. I'm just saying like, getting, I definitely, I don't feel like I need it. They're getting over a million, a million dollars, and it's a 7.5 rating. Yeah. Like, that's Foxy that, and all that nonsense. And that throws off that rating system altogether. Because it's like... You know, there's never going to be another like a 9.0 or a 1.0. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's Why? Yeah. Why is it all wrapped up in a case? If it's they a had misprint, it... you can't tell it's well, a misprint. They had it graded, and when they graded, they put it in that, and that's it. You can't take it out. Otherwise, it's... it'll lose the rating. It's on... It's authenticated. Okay, one person saw it and said it's true, but you can't yeah, see it not... anymore. Exactly. Well, I mean, you nah. could take it out if you want, but you're gonna decrease the value. It's like yeah, it out you're of the only box. gonna get one point one million. That that's the <laughs> that's the new box. You can't take it that's, out. Look, that's stupid. You guys like Alan Moore, right? Yes. Uh, first, Is he in a box too? <laughs> Is soon, he graded? Soon enough. First page of <laughs> Alan Moore Gen Thirteen script for DC Comics revealed. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't read it because I didn't read Gen 13. I thought it was interesting because it's a peek in the mind of an insane person that's also a genius. And it's it's a good, like, pitch for, for a comic page. Uh, I wish it wasn't all, like, the, the, like, he needs to indent his paragraphs or something. Uh, cause it, it really looks like just a mass of text, but it's, it, it's actually an interesting read. If you, if you go through it, I'll post that in chat. It looks like a massive text <laughs> with, with a gist stain on it. So yeah, I don't know what a gen 13 is, but there it is. <laughs> you don't remember gen 13. He He didn't get into that. Oh, I remember. I remember all the centerfolds in a uh, Wizard Comics and all that shit. Yeah, that was a that was like legal porn for all the kids in, into comics back in the nineties. Did you guys discuss all the new dates for all the Disney stuff? Kinda. Yeah, we we we, we did go over it. Yeah, because we Widow Mulan. Mo Mo and I made plans. Thor: Love and Thunder. We're going to go watch all those joints on our birthday and on Mo's birthday and Valentine's Day. Yep. In Tucson? Of Disney. At the, at the Harrison? <laughs> yes, in Tucson. What's that theater called? The Harrison? The Harrisburg? Harkins. Like Stranger Things? Yeah. Well, no. Harkins. <laughs> Not Hawkins. The same thing, just harder. Hey, I don't you, want to hear about what you're doing, man. <laughs> You'll see. Hey, if you guys are bored at home, there's a classic story, which I never read, but I'm assuming you guys did, that 
apparently is like the Hunger Games but better. And it is called. What the hell is it called? Damn it. You're talking about uh, the Avengers. Not, not Academy, arena, the one with the island. Arena? It's called arena? Battle Royal. It is Arena. Avengers Arena. Avengers Arena? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, we reviewed that. We did review it. We reviewed it while you were still here in California. Yeah. No, I but remember the book coming out. I remember avoiding it. In fact, I, look, I, I remember it so much. We, when we talked about it, it was in Joe's apartment. Okay. Von Vizzle was sense. right there. So, look, with the industry shut down, they're really not a news story. So now they're telling you, hey, this book is cool. <laughs> now now the, the comic book news sites are doing what we do. Yeah. And if you want to get that book, like if you're a comic shop owner and you want to get that book, Diamond is delivering it to your house. What? That's a new story. You could get back order, like back issue comics that already came out that they have in their warehouse. Uh -huh. They deliver it to your house. To Diamond will do that? Yeah. Direct from people? No, 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 no. To the retailer's house. Oh, to the retailer's house. That way they don't have to go to the shop or wait for, uh, you know. Because sometimes, you know, maybe this is a time to kind of stock up on older stuff. And, you know, if you're selling back issues. So this is just for the, like, the comic shops, not for regular right, people. Right, Yeah. No, just for the comic shops. They'll Thanks, Diamond. You dicks. Yeah. No, but, I mean, they're helping them keep, in, you know, if they're selling shit online or whatever, you know. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Disney announced on Wednesday that Disney Plus now has more than 50 million subscribers, which is almost twice as many as they reported on February 4th. Um, 20, about 20% 20 Corona's of paying off. came through a distribution partnership with Verizon, which I guess... Uh, Disney Plus is offered for free to some Verizon customers for a year. And shares of Disney jumped as much as 7% on the news and after hours trading. Wow. Uh, Image Comics lays off four staffers due to co coronavirus financial effects. It says letting someone... Here's a... I don't know who's talking here, but they're talking about letting people go. It says, uh, letting someone go is always tough, but letting good people go due to circumstances like these is even harder. Oh, that's Eric Stevenson. He tells Newsarama. Cuts become necessary at times like this, though, and with comic shops and bookstores alike being forced to suspend business for an indeterminate amount of time, it's important to plan ahead while that's still an option. Doesn't make it any easier or less sad, but in order to survive this crisis, we have to make changes in how we do business. It says, uh, Image Comics declined to identify which of their staff members were laid off. However, an image representative said their roles were the ones hit first and hardest by the lack of new product shipping and the suspension of regular office business. RIP secretaries. Yeah, poor Eric Larson. <laughs> But yeah, 
So they 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 lost their jobs. Uh, and really unfortunate. The team behind Ice Cream Man. They're making quarantine comics with an X, and they're going to be serializing two to four pages on quarantinecomics.com weekly. They'll be sold as PDFs for one ninety nine a pop. <coughs> so that's a way to combat this little bit of crisis. What is Ice Cream Man? It's a comic book. Oh. About an ice cream man. Okay. It says half of all the proceeds go to the uh, Book Industry Charitable Foundation, which supports struggling booksellers. This includes local comic book shops. So yeah, you'll be giving a dollar to that when you buy two to four pages. I'm glad Jeff Lemire didn't do sentient like that, man. It yeah. Been- Although, who did it like that? Uh, Brian K. Vaughn did... What was it? Private Investigator or something like that? One of those? He did them like that. I read them. They were good. But you could pay whatever you want. And none of it was going to charity. So what's this? They're selling a page for $2? Two pages. Two to four pages for, for $2. Oh, Okay. So it's more expensive, but they're only keeping half of it. Yeah, that's a deal. Yeah, Warner Brothers is drafting plans for Mask Three with Jim Carrey. Ooh. Uh, let's see here. In the days before, I hope it involves the dude from Mask Two. <laughs> the guy that played uh, who would he play? Son, wasn't it? No, no. Well, the they, dude had a son. Yeah. It it was the same ge- same guy, but it was his son that that got the mask, the little baby. Gotcha. Yeah, and then he the, actually the dude. Like, I know the actually, dude, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, it was a uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they had the other dude, Alan, the guy that played um, Alan Cummings. Yeah. He's he was Loki. But yeah, they're they're trying to to get that off and running again. Be interesting to see that. I don't know if it will play off a of part two because now I got to watch part two. You don't want to see part two. I mean, if this is part three, I kind of mm-hmm. have. To. You don't want to see part two, or just wait till a uh, Cartoon Network shows it again at some point. <laughs> uh, Marvel Comics is offering vi- virtual backgrounds for Zoom conferencing. So you get an Avengers Tower, you get the Sakar Arena, Asgard, uh, Wakanda, or uh, the Doctor Strange, like that window that he has. You get that. Can I get Tony Stark's office? You get his workshop. Great. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know if this was a, a, it's it's dated March 31st, but I haven't seen anything else about this, and I think it might have been a a April Fool's joke, but I couldn't find anything saying it was an April Fool's joke, but they're continuing 
a Batman the Animated Series comic. And No, that's legit. I've seen some legit. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be... If it's not, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Colors Monica Cabrina brings a vivid palette of varied hues to accent Templeton's pencils. Uh, Burnett, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini are writing it. So that should be pretty good. Some of the art looks good. I mean, it looks just like the cartoon. But we'll see. Speaking we'll of, see the, it goes. of the comic cartoon thing, whatever. Kevin, yes. Conroy, Kevin Conroy is going to do a dramatic reading of, uh, of a book. I'm looking for which specific book. He is gonna do a live reading of a new comic of, I guess, the one you were just talking about, Batman: The Adventures Continue. Oh, okay. The reading will place take place tomorrow, April Thursday, April 9th at ten a.m. Pacific. Hey, that's when we're on. We're gonna be competing with Kevin Conroy. I think we could beat him. R.I.P. Nobody knows. I just, I just cut this out of the. Other recording, <laughs> <laughs> he'll get nobody. Even though it probably won't go up till like after. Oh, we should zoom bomb it. <laughs> Is that like a thing? Yeah, people yep. have been zoom bombing like crazy. Like it, it's like these white supremacists broke into a school, like that was having their online class, and just put the N word on the camera and just left it there, and they couldn't get them off. Wow. So I guess the first book, chapter one, came supposedly came out digitally April first, and chapter two is supposed to come out April. What was 15th. that digitally? Yeah, digitally. Okay. Don't <laughs> act like you ain't Mexican. What? You heard me. No, I didn't. It sounded like digity to me. <laughs> you cut off. <laughs> yeah, because you you use your fingers on your phone, so you use your digits. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it now. Yeah, it was supposed to come out, but I think I think that got pulled from all the services. I mean, he got a copy if he's going to read it. No, I, they they probably planned it. They might not even go on with it. We're going to have to tune in. What's the website where you can see the dramatic reading? Allgames.com. <laughs> yeah, now. Uh, who knows? DC's Instagram page. Okay. So, yeah, I could just pass this in right away. Yeah. We could <laughs> just go in and, and listen to him. <laughs> That'll be the morning show. It's just yeah. the, the dramatic reading from Kevin Conroy. If it happens. And if it doesn't, that's exclusive. All right. We got any more news? I do not. Right. Um, I put in the trailer for the new... Warhammer animated series. If you want to check that out. I do. Oh, I uh, uh-huh. we got this too. Um, 
the original Spawn action figure comic remastered. The Kickstarter went live the other day. I was just about to say. And uh, it's already at six. Well, it was at like 600,000 when I opened the page to tell you guys. But in the moment from when I opened it to tell you, it's 621,236. Is that because you put into it? Yes. (laughs) Right on. But no, I I was mad because, you know, I kept telling them, like, hey, man. Launch it now. Like, I want to give money. And then now I can't. No, you still can. No, I can't give shit. Because I don't even know what the... See, what, what what are the... I see what the... Oops, I accidentally hit back this project. <laughs> That's how that happens. <laughs> D- damn those buttons. Uh, it says here, for $40 or more, you get 7-inch action figure with costume in mask. Folding cape, weapons, base, and over 20 moving parts. Plus new original comic cover art by Spawn creator Tom McFarlane. Resealable clamshell and collector box. And slip cover for protection and display. Um, then you get... Or, or the other one is 7-inch action figures. The modern costume paint job with the shoelace face. Folding cape. 20 moving parts and the comic slipcover. Then you get the artist proof one is black and white with the classic costume and mask. And for 80 bucks, you get the autograph classic one with the mask. Or you get the shoelace face for 80 bucks. So, yeah, starting at 40. And then I guess the most you can give is 160. Which is a three-pack Spawn trilogy with two new heads, hand-signed autograph from Tom McFarlane, as well as two of the figures will come with the newly sculpted heads not seen in any other tier. The three-pack of seven-inch action figures will include classic Spawn, modern Spawn, Al Simmons human head, artist-proof Spawn, black and white, screaming head. All folding cape, weapons, base, and 20 moving parts. Each figure comes with a comic book with the original cover art. And resealable clamshell collector box. So yeah, Larry, can I borrow 160 bucks? <laughs> sure. That's messed up, man. You wouldn't give heck nothing. Well, you know, you know, Damn. Get, heck, heck, like you, you, they closed your business. Heck, just was lazy. Doesn't want to work. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Really this messed, guy. It's really messed up because it sounded like it was a loan, not just a gift. Wow. Yeah. But it's a no, you know, it's a forgivable loan. Well, you can say that now. It's a COVID-19 loan. All right, we should get out of here. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. At- Give us the final thoughts, buddy. Uh, sorry, I was lazy. <laughs> You're not lazy, heck. Jay, final thoughts. Um, you can read Avengers Arena, but you'd probably be better off trying to find Battle Royale. Oscor, final thoughts. I'm not surprised Hex was lazy. <laughs> Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, follow us on Instagram tomorrow for a free comic book. 
<laughs> there it is. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will be back tomorrow morning, so please make sure you come and check us out. Stay tuned. Uh, Mo already said it. Follow us on Instagram. This is Fantastic Forum, live only on allgames.com. Wash your fucking hands.